Okay. You know what I mean? Three, two, one. Dan Greco. Happy to Luigi, how you how doing? You, I'm good, buddy. Good. How you been doing? It's been a. It's been an interesting uh, for everyone since this whole hit, but uh, we're hanging in there. It's, it's been yeah. it's been good. It's been. Yeah. It's. I think we're all getting used to it, and this is part of the uh, learning process. But I think it's it's been a. It's been an interesting time, so that's for sure. It sure that. has. Yeah. Well, it sure yeah. has. So um, for those uh, people that might not know you, um, what do you do? Tell us what you do. I mean, I know what you do, but I am... tell the three listeners what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I am a financial advisor okay. by trade. Yeah. Uh, I also, um, on, my, on my personal time, I, I do run... I don't know if you knew this as well, but I do I'm run Anowin House. Um, I've been president there for the last, I don't know, eight, ten years. So there's What's a, that? What is it? I don't even know what that tr- is. It's a, it's a, it's a drop-in home uh, for the street community downtown. We deal with uh, p- people coming off um, off addiction, and we re- we help uh, seven men at this time, uh, um, you know, stabilize them and get them in back into society transition and then and then we also have a drop-in program for the homeless community so i've been running that for about not running i've, I've been on the chairman of the board for the last eight years oh wow good for you so that's kind of what we do part-time up married two kids yeah 20 years so yeah similar to your financial stories. advisor is your main yeah. kind of vocation yeah. i guess yes yeah. yeah okay cool uh were you born in victoria i was born in victoria yes yeah so you grew up here just like i did we're about the same age i think we grew up, uh, yeah, Italian school and everything growing up. Yeah, well, I didn't do the Italian school. <laughs> what? Went, no, I know, I know. I should. I wish I did. Right? Uh, you weren't in Mrs. McKimmy's classes? No, man. No. Jeez, no. Uh, I'll finish off this ball with Sure, let's do it. Yeah. No, I was never in it. I don't know how I got away with not being in that. But your dad's been a. Mem- you guys' parents have been members for, from the beginning, just like my parents, right? Oh God, forever. My granddad. How was did a you escape that? I don't Center. even know how you escaped that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just, just no, like, Dad. I'm not going to Italian school. <laughs> no, I, I'm no, afraid I of Mrs. McKimmy. <laughs> that, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> that definitely so, wouldn't fly with my oh, old man. Oh, uh, you know what? Why don't you just finish okay, this sure, and I'll just have that. some buffalo trace. No worries. Yes. Good. I'm, I've been murdering these bottles, and I want to get yeah, rid of them. No worries. Appreciate it. Cool. Let me get a drink here. So yeah, uh, grew up in Victoria. What schools did you go to here? Um, Where'd you grad from? I graduated from St. Andrews High School. Oh, okay. Eighty-nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, I did go. I did one year at UVic, and then I transferred back east to McGill for three years. Oh, look to, at you! And then I, Holy so I realized that that I can't live out there, and we moved back. So my yeah. my, my family, both my parents are met in Montreal. So we, we, we oh, I, so your parents are from Montreal. They're from Italy, but yeah, yeah I like, mean, but they 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 met in Montreal. They they immigrated to Montreal, met there, and then they immigrated out here and. I think it was 77 or something like that. Right. 77, yeah. Right, 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 so. right. And were you born out there? Yeah. You were born out there, okay. Yeah. I, was, I was six or seven. We moved out here, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got your French? Uh, yeah, no. I no. I about that. <laughs> uh, so, but we used to live with, uh, we used to live on Teakwood, right? Probably your parents were at Luigi Greco's house. That's what we, that's who, so Luigi Greco. And oh. uh, so that's my Down dad's the third kid. Teakwood Street. Yes, yeah. So we lived in their basement for... I don't know. It was a few months, and then uh, we moved out to uh, Colwood there uh, in '78. And okay. Went to school from out there, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we uh, Luigi Greco, and then they moved back to Italy. So it's, yeah, I uh, know though. Yeah. So. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know why anyone in those days, especially. I mean, 
maybe now it's better. I don't know. I don't think it's better at all. But no, I, think, I don't know I think why anyone would want to move back to to the old country. No, I we got it. We we are we got it good. We, we got here, it good, boy. man. We yeah. uh, we went to the old. We went to Italy and Port and my wife's and Portugal. My wife's Portuguese, right. and we both realized that thank God we live here, and thank God we live in Victoria. Yeah, from instead of back east, it's just yeah, yeah. I mean, we're in the right, like, in the right uh, place. Victoria is like got to be. Yes, the absolute best place. It no, really it's truly been, it's is. Been I mean, I've been all over Canada and the yeah. U.S. and yeah, um, yeah, and I always love coming home, boy. Mm. Always love coming home. No. Um, I was thinking about smoking a cigar. Do you smoke? I do smoke. Okay. Yes, I'm not, not a I'm not a kind of not a kind of connoisseur like you are, but okay. uh, but, but uh, you enjoy it. Nice enjoy it. So I got like for I got some contraband over here. I've got Captain Black's the originals. I got these uh, Jarum Bally High. I used to like those a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now these no, things aren't are even available in Canada yes. anymore, right? Yeah, so I still you, have some. Didn't you stockpile them or something? Yeah, we sold out. We. You, I thought we you said st- you stockpiled for like five years worth. But we did, and we sold them. In, them we sold them in eight months. <laughs> yeah. We sold we sold out in eight months. Like it was so. insane. So I got those. Plus, I got some cigars. Could be happy to give you a cigar here. Would you like? You want a cigar? Let's start with. Uh, Are you on a Bally High or? Let's try with a Bally High. Yeah, let's start. Right, let's start you. smaller. Or Captain you. Jack or <laughs> Captain Black. Captain Cap- Black. Captain Jack's a great name. Though. Yes, <laughs> Captain Jack. Isn't that a? You're thinking of uh, Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow I'm from. Um, oh, isn't it like uh, a Pirates of the Caribbean? Or isn't it like a Scotch or something, or a rum or something? Captain, I don't oh, know. Oh, Cap- uh, yeah, Captain Morgan. Yes, Captain Morgan. That's what I was thinking more than anything. <laughs> there so. you go, buddy. Thanks, man. Got an ashtray here. Here, I'm gonna smoke a uh, CAO. It's gonna be a full-bodied cigar, but I can handle it. Let's start. Let's start. Uh, I'm gonna start small. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. Get in slow. So, um, how was um, how was going to school out in McGill? Was it a good experience? Like, is it a great university? Like, I've heard great things about the the university. Yeah, the university is. Um, so, my son's first year UVic this year, and he's is oh. enjoying it. And oh, I know, already, I, eh? Yeah, yeah. Insane. So, so he he knows I went out there, so it's kind of my but my is wife's that trying kind of to, in his head. Well, my wife he's starting to realize he's he's, he's a sharp kid. Um, uh, UVic's got. What's the best way of putting it? Um, I, I was always I enjoyed school. I always have, uh, and uh, so when I went to UVic, um, I I didn't I, w- I don't know if I was challenged enough, um, and so, but I, at that time I wanted to kind of move out of the house, get away from. Mm. My parents, to be honest, uh, that being 19, just oh, try sure. something different, yeah, you know, university. So, and- so I applied to McGill and I got accepted to transfer there. And when I went there, I, I noticed right away the caliber of the student was, oh, was higher. substantially higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, me being thinking I was near the top, I was kind of, you know, I was I was definitely not. Yeah, you were like more the, like yeah. the top in UVic, but then you get to McGill, you're yeah. more middle of the. Yeah, so it, it kind of it kind of uh, you realize, and I'm a competitive person. I said, you know, okay, let's let's just let's buckle down here, and and it was it was a hard. Um, just, it was just in more intense, a lot lot more. You're dealing with just a lot more competitive students, um, and just more of intense workload. But uh, so the experience overall. At first, I was a bit overwhelmed, uh, but then as you get used to it, I, it, it kind of pushed me a bit more than I would have, I think, being um, somewhere like UVic, which is a great, great school. Don't get me wrong. It's just it, it, it was just for what I wanted to do and go 
just try some just to, yeah. just to live on my own yeah. try to be in that you know, it was the time it's the time of your life to do it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh for sure it. for sure yeah. but those winters are brutal i would never <laughs> i i the first winter the montreal too, winters have got to be the worst terrible. some of the worst in canada terrible. Right? yeah it's from yeah. like literally middle of october november to april it's literally six just months snow, and then you got cold. and then it warms up and then it gets way too hot uh and, and humid, humid and yeah. then uh bugs are bad and then uh and then uh, September, October are the nicest months. Of yeah, the year I was there in October yeah. twice. One yeah. September, once October. Beautiful, warm, warm evenings. Beautiful, warm days, but not like not a lot of humidity. So it was really nice. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, what did you take in school there? Commerce. Commerce. Yeah. Of course. Economics. So commerce. You were taking. Yeah. Did, yeah. At that time, did you have any idea that you were going into financial planning, or you just no. knew business something? Yeah, it was just more business, something, economics, something. But I, I had no idea really what I wanted to do. So back in the time when I graduated, it was 93. Um, for those that remember, it was a deep recession then too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came back here and I, wa- I wanted to work for a bank, uh, really. And um, But nobody, the banks weren't hiring at the time. And so uh, that's where I wanted to get started. But so um, I really fumbled around for... Probably a year, a year and a half or two, and I was, you know, went tree planting. I just got odds oh, yeah, and jobs, jobs. Yeah. Many, 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 both four, four summers I went tree planting. But, but one of my friends, after a while, I was getting a little bit like, you know, what am I going to do? This is probably yeah. about 23, 20, 24, 25 years old there. And I was, uh, a friend of mine said, you know, why don't you take a look at IG? And I said, you know what? That's I invest- got no that's other investors group for investors group. Yes. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I got no offers. I got no, really nothing to do um, at home. Let's give it a shot and see what happens. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I had no idea about commission sales and just sales in general uh, yeah. at the time. And it was uh, it was uh, baptism by fire uh, for the first, <laughs> honestly, for ten years. Yeah, it was it was it was it was. But I eventually, I don't think you start a career knowing if it's the right career for you or not. And I think it took me about 10 years to feel, I finally feel comfortable with that. I I feel good at it. Thing I, from the outside looking in at a financial advisor, it's, it's like getting into business for yourself. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's the same for me. Like people don't realize like the first 10 years of business in, in the cigar business, like I starved. Yeah. Like I was starving the first five years income. Yeah. Forget it. Like you got nothing. Yeah. You're living like a bum. Yep. You know, driving broken down cars, hardly get to work. Yeah. You know, and then the next five, you start making a little bit of money. You're yep. just starting to kind of get yep. comfortable. And then after 10, then you can you figure you're making a living. I went, yeah. I've often thought of if I had just left school and went and got a job, if I'd be further ahead for the amount of hours that you have to put in at the beginning, right. you know, the amount of hours, the amount of uh, pain and suffering, the investment. Yeah. As well as the lack of pay, yeah, it's a huge. That's yeah, why I tell people I got like a PhD in business. Yeah, no, I, I, I and so I'm trying. Ironically, I'm trying to discourage my son to go into business school or commerce uh, mm. because I don't think you can teach commerce. I think you can teach book smarts, but uh, eventually, the real world will kick you in the ass, and it's, it's nothing you can learn in school will, will prepare you for the real world of business no nothing no nothing so so i'm not saying not to go into business i'm saying i i just don't go into commerce go, for business like yeah. to, if you think to you're going to get into business don't take commerce no is that okay yeah i think i think if you're a business person 
in business is it's it's a big word, but it's it's you can call it sales. You can call it. It's it's a lot of it's it's sales. It's sales. It's sales. It's sales. You can call it business. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But the real world will teach you uh, how if you're good or not. If you if you're good or not, and uh, similar to most businesses, uh, I think eight out of ten fail in the first. Five years five of years, another, yeah. the other next eight out of ten, I feel like one out of one out of ten might make it after ten years. So. I think that you know the only reason I made it when I was uh, opened up my cigar store, I was still living at home. I was twenty four years old, Italian. You know, it's okay to stay home. Yep. And and those first four years, I was living at home because otherwise, yeah. Well, I had a second job too. Yeah. I had the cigar store and then I worked nights as a yeah. server, bartender, right. server, right? Um. But just to keep the bills down, you got it's like. Yeah, I I you know. I, I reft I reft soccer um, on the weekends. Yeah, and it wasn't a conflict because it was weekends, yeah. and um, it kind of helped me just pay the bills. But I didn't move out till I was like twenty six. You came back home from McGill, and then moved yeah, back. yeah, yeah, and then the first couple years at the IG, I was at home, and then uh, but I wanted to like most, I just wanted to move out, and but yeah. but I think our up bringing I mean, even yours is very similar like our parents lived on a shoestring and we learned how we could live on a shoestring i could live e- in a box yeah yeah i could live in a tent easy yeah, so at the I end of the day <laughs> no i don't want to live in a tent <laughs> but i think but right? i think it, i think those lessons of being um frugal oh, and yeah. uh smart uh but not but just just grind like the grind really i uh i would learn that at an early age and i think at the end of the day that persistence uh yeah. That perseverance, I think, um, paid off. Um, but I, I, but even when I started, I didn't know if I really liked it. Uh, I, I really started liking it probably because I was. That's not just about making money, but I thought you know I finally got a handle of what I was doing. I think I think it takes ten years to figure figure things yeah. out. Ten thousand hours, ten years, whatever you yeah, want to call whatever it. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it's been a good career for me. Um, it's not for everyone, but for me, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, it's, it, it ultimately has been a good decision. Yeah, yeah. It was a good decision. But yeah. at the time I was just like, let's wing it, figure it out. Yeah. Let's, let's try it. See what happens. Yeah. I never, because <laughs> <laughs> I really had no other options. I, yeah. 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 No, that's cool. And you know what? That's funny because that's like, I feel like that's so many people's story of how they got into business or what they did in business. It's like, it's like when I got into the cigar business, I, I don't think I ever once thought i'm gonna get into the cigar business right. and make x amount of money right no i didn't do that no i got into the cigar business because i wanted to be around dudes and yeah. guys and yeah. and have guy talk and yeah. and um you know just hang out and yeah. smoke cigars because I, I was starting to enjoy cigars yeah. and and just have a shop where men mm. could come and and hang around like it was nothing more than that like sure, I, and sure. that was probably if i had to give anyone advice on business that's probably the wrong approach in some ways right it was a great approach because I lo- I didn't lo- I love going to work I love going right. to work every day right I enjoy that <clears throat> but it was the wrong approach because I should have been looking at things like okay what kind of profit margin is there in tobacco what kind of volume is there in tobacco what kind of but regist- you learn that eventually well you learn it and yes. then by that time it was too late yes the margins are the shits <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. the regulations are high and well and the uh, thing but know. the thing with regulations and my industry is super regulated oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, even more so than it was so every year it's just. More and more, more and more. And more. Yeah, it's so, insane. So you, um, you, uh, I, I think you, you adapt, um, but you, 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 you have no idea when you start, and, mm-hmm. and then over time it changes and changes and changes. And so if you're not willing to change with it, then do something else. But yeah. I think both of us have adapted, obviously. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, 
Um, so, uh, and I think the 10 years was also a matter of confidence for me in the sense that I finally felt like I knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, I think it, it took that period of time to eventually, you know, I, I think I was got more confident in what I was doing for my clients and for myself and, yeah, because I would, I started investing with you when I was, when you were really new at it, and you sucked. <laughs> you fuck, all they did was lose fucking money. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but. no, but the the, re- the reality is, the reality is, and this is the truth. I'm, and that, I'm just no, no, it's the truth. Is, is that most new young advisors, um, are they struggle, right? Does they struggle, struggle, but they're they're uh, in lack of a better term, they're practicing on other people's money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot of assets under management at the time. Now I got a yeah. lot more, but uh, it, 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 in that, in that to me, I didn't feel good about that um, because you learn and you're learning, you're learning and you make mistakes and you're learning like, Oh my God. But the good thing about for me is I, I made a mistake. Okay. Let's not do that again. Mm-hmm. And, and just try to get better and better and better. So I didn't give up. But I did make a lot of mistakes uh, yeah. starting out. So um, my brother has been on this podcast a couple times. Which one? Dave. Dave, okay. Dave. And he asked me to ask you a question because I told sure. him he was coming on. He goes, ask Dan what the fucking fees are. <laughs> what is the fees? Like, so you guys are getting regular. I mean, he's in real estate. They're getting regular like crazy. Yeah. Transparency is like right. the big thing now. Right. So. Before so, I forget, do you want to talk yes, about sure. this? Because this is, so, I think this is important for a lot of people that don't know how to read their statements. Right. right? So there's okay. there's two. So in our industry, as of 2015, the fees are now on your statements. Okay. Uh, but that wasn't the case before that, okay. for sure. Uh, they were embedded. Typically, they're embedded. So mm-hmm. if so, the the trying to be careful with my words here but uh, I know the, that the, you <laughs> can't say certain things yeah, you got to be careful but, so. but, but I think it's 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 a lack for lack of a better term they were embedded they were I, I don't think hidden's the right word but they were No they weren't they were, hidden because you can you you, you, you kinda, could you I could, knew you, what they were You could find out what they yeah, are but, but they just weren't in plain plain writing in front right. of you Now they are so the best way to understand it is that there's there's um there's many different ways of there's two types of there's <sighs> There's two types of fees. One is the the product fee, the cost of the product. Okay. Um, so if it's a, so simple terms, um, you have a stock, and there, there's you buy a stock, you might be able to buy Whoops. buy it with a commission. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> so it's me leaning on it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll just edit this out quickly. Okay. So don't worry. It's not gonna fold on me, is it? No, no, no. It's just. Oh, I've done this because um, <laughs> yeah, there uh, we it's go. too low. Okay, no worries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me just fix this one too. It's just uh, a silly table. It's too low, and I've got these little spaces. Okay. No worries. Um, so okay. the the part part of the fee is so okay, this so is the, the, the go, product. Go back, go back. Go back one second. So I gotta gotta, gotta chop okay. this off. Okay. So the fees. Start with start talking about the fees again. So there's. The one, th- so there's, there's the cost of the product. So the product can be many different, many different products. Yeah. There. But let's just start with stock. The, a stock. You buy a stock and you could buy it typically before you, you bought it. Um, there used to be a, a commission or a fixed commission f- to buy that stock. But afterwards, there'd be no ongoing fee to own the stock. So like they called that front end loaded. Is that right? 
No. No, not with the stock. Not with, not the, with the stock. The, not okay. with the stock. Yeah. Okay. So with the stock, they um, uh, you would pay a commission. Now it's you can buy a stock for nine dollars for free on some platforms. Mm-hmm. They used to make might have been a fifty dollar minimum, hundred yeah. dollar minimum. Some brokers or you know hundred dollar, five hundred dollar minimum, whatever the minimum is. Those 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 commissions have have um, compressed uh, over the last number of years. Over the years, the, the fees have gotten less to own to buy a product that that product. But then there's also what we call the uh, a fee for the 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 advice. Mm. So the advisory fee. Um, uh, is another fee. So you pay, you would pay a part of the, you, you would pay for the product. Let me just stick with the product first. So sure. you got stock, and then and then you used to have um, mutual funds have been common uh, where you, you would pay a fund manager, a manager, a person, a, a company, uh, a, a, a fee to run that portfolio for you um, as well. But over the years, the last, especially the last ten years, mm-hmm. there's been an ev- there's been a um, um, uh, not a an evolution. There's been a uh, the, the the financial industry has been able to uh, create products that cost less and less and less, known as ETFs or exchange traded funds. So you can mm-hmm. buy a basket of stocks now that are uh, that are that own a piece of the market, but you don't, there's not somebody managing it. They just owns an index or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So, so, so let me drag this. You can buy a stock for a commission and then the, the ongoing, ma- the ongoing f- product fee is zero on mm-hmm. that product. You can buy, you can pay someone to manage your money actively. Uh, so you, whatever, it could be McKenzie, it could be Philip Hager North, it could be, there's a whole pile of yeah, companies, yeah, yeah. AGF, uh, yeah. Royal Bank, doesn't yeah. matter, it really matters, whole, to, to manage that fund for fund you actively actively for yeah. you um but there's also in the last 10 years we have a proliferation of what we call etfs which are passive investments which have which are a fraction of the cost of of uh, of the of the active manager so what we've seen um is a compression of the of of the product fees uh and, and continuing to do so uh, which i think is a good thing i actually think it's a good thing on the other side, and, and then on top of that product fee, so whatever product you choose, whether it's a stock or an ETF or a mutual fund or whatever, bonds or whatever, um, there, you, there, there is an advisory fee that is charged uh, to the client. So you, you, see, you have both. You have the product fee and you have the advisory mm-hmm. fee. And combined, that, that used to constitute what's called the MER, the management fee. And that can range... Uh, anywhere f- the advisory fee can range. It, it really depends on uh, how much assets you have under management, typically in industry. But the more assets you have, the less you're paying. But it can range anywhere from one, just generally one percent for the uh, advisory fee, and up to one one point two for the product fee, declining to twenty basis points, ten basis <coughs> points. So right. it, it really depends on what product you want and what the advisor feels you should have um and that that's a, that's a discussion between the the client and the and, and the, the advisor. And, and the advisor yeah so the do-it-yourself investors that are out there that want to do it on themselves on themselves don't pay the advisory fee because they do it themselves mm-hmm. but they're still going to end up paying a product fee of some kind uh whether not if they if they own a stock there'll be a commission if they own an etf there'll be the the ba- the, the, the 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 product fee that's embedded still but it's much less and then there's if you want to own an active fund then then that will be up to you, but you're not paying the advisory fee. So if you want advice in our in Canada at the moment, uh, you're, you're, you have those those two fees competing for you. Okay. Now there was um, a time in 
um, our company and 95% of companies uh, used to have what's known as a, a front-end load or a deferred sales charge. Okay. Those those have pretty much right, been gone, gone the last five years. But before, uh, you used to basically commit uh, for up to five to seven, th- three, anywhere between three to six to seven years, yeah, yeah. depending on that. Um, and then those fees, you'd, if you back, if you redeem, there would be a redemption fee, but but those are those gone. Those are pretty much gone, gone now. Gone, yeah. yeah. So, so most, most what you're seeing now is just a, um, a product fee that's declining and an advisory fee that would decline as the, as the, the assets portfolio. increases yeah, over time. Yeah, yeah. So I've been hearing... <clears throat> Something. Does that answer your question? I don't know. If that yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so that, it, that it's, it's not, so it's not more, easy. It's not so easy. The fees, it's from what I'm hearing, the fees are going down. Yes. And they're much, much more transparent. Correct. So the the advisory <clears throat> fee will be on your statement. It will depend what product you choose, uh, but, but it'll you be have there a choice. In, yeah. It'll be there. It'll be there, uh, but you have much more choice now than you ever did before, uh, right. just because of the innovation that the financial industry has created has created and will continue to create, I think, over time. So the cost of investing is, is going to be, is, is declining. Um, okay. And so back to, so yeah, that's that's how, it, that's the fees on it. But uh, so yeah, so that's how it works. Okay, so I've been hearing some stuff on social media because I follow some guys, investor guys, and they're saying that I, they, not I, they're, they're saying invest in a low fee index fund. Correct. So I am not going to ask you if that's a good idea or not, because I'm sure that you've got limits as to what you can say as an advisor. I, I mean, I, we're not giving financial advice to people. Yes. I just want to make that clear. I, but I, I do want to make it clear that costs do matter. Costs do matter. Okay. Yeah. So I do, I do, I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from that. No, no, no. That, you've got to believe from, what you believe. Yeah. yeah. Your costs do matter. Um, I charge an advisory fee. Um, well, that, that, I, when I invest my money in the right. markets, I use you because Correct. you give me advice. You Correct. tell me where I should go, shouldn't go. If I ask you about a Correct. company, you'll give me the details of Correct. that company. Correct. So yes. there's got to be a fee attached yeah. to that. So I, yeah. So that, that for so I, I charge an, an advisory fee uh, because a full service broker, same as a real estate agent. Though mm-hmm. there's there's advice that you're getting that that should. Um, be worth the fee that you're paying. Mm-hmm. Should be should be worth the fee that you're paying. Now. So all I, I'm, so to go with this low index, like a U.S. index fund, mm-hmm. what is that? That was my question to you. Like, what is like? How does someone buy a low fee index fund? It's just is it a stock? Is it a mutual fund? No. What, what so is it's it? it's an e- it's typically a we call it a, an it's you might hear the word ETF or it's, called, it's that stands for exchange traded fund. Okay. So basically, you can buy. The S and P five hundred, for example. So, is there someone managing that? No, no. You're just buying yes a fund that has a little bit of all those companies in it. Correct. Yes. Okay. And so, so the 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 it has proven the last twenty years, for say, that passive investing in ETFs have outperformed what we call active management. Oh. How, however, that's not to say. See, I've been around long enough to know uh, that in the nineties stock selection did matter because what happens is is that it and i'm not saying this is going to be the case i'm just saying it, historically it, speaking. historically speaking the last 20 years you would say passive investing has 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 outperformed has, the managed uh, funds has, has performed managed, but there may <clears throat> come a time and this might be the time right now where you got a lot of so the s&p 500 you have the, the those top 10 stocks are going to be amazon microsoft facebook all those all the big 
companies that are basically taken over the the uh, the index mm. because they're because they're they're growing so high. So you have you could by buying at an, an ETF you are uh, participating in the market, but be aware that you are disproportionately buying stocks that are, have done really, really well over the last ten years. Correct. So, right. so you're buying them at a premium, basically. Correct. So, I'm not to say that they're not going to continue to perform, but in the '90s, because the bull, there was a bull market between 1980 and 2000, that basically was a 15 bagger on, on on your investments between 1980 and 2000. I got in in '95, so we were at the tail end of the of, yeah, the, of I mean, that yeah. of that of that bull market, and then you had the 2000s, which were just crap, and then you had the last since 2012. It's been the U.S. in particular has been been pretty good, very pretty good. But there was a period in there in the S the S and P 500, 1998 to 2012, which the market did nothing. The S and P 500, if you did look nothing. at it, yeah, you, you I remember that. 14 just years, it just 14, never changed. 14 years where the U.S. market, and that's because. People were overpaying for stocks in 2000, 2001, 2002, and then eventually, the the earnings of a company will match what the price is, and that took. And there was another big dip in 2007. Do, do companies do stock values eventually get down to what the company is worth? Correct. They do eventually yeah, because right now there's some there's some shit that's like. Out yeah. of whack. So, so there's a disconnect. You will see well, right like now. Like Apple, I was looking at Apple. They're yeah. paying an eighty cent dividend, and their stock price is like it's ridiculous. Four hundred, right? Yeah. So I remember Microsoft being. Um, so it comes down to price earnings um, and what you're paying for it. So I remember Microsoft uh, in two thousand was a uh, forty dollar stock. It had a PE of thirty five to forty, very similar to what it has right now. And Microsoft right now is a two hundred dollar stock. But if you look at the history, Microsoft was a $40 stock for 10 years, 10, 12 years, because there was a disconnect to what, what it was earning in 2000 and what the stock price was. It kind of can kind of kind of went, earnings went like this and the stock price kind of went like this. And eventually... So it was just undervalued. It was overvalued. Overvalued. But eventually the, the stock price <clears throat> matched, to the, matched to what the earnings did in the last, you know, in about 2012, they kind of connected again yeah, yeah but now you're seeing that there's this disconnect where people are overpaying, overpaying for a stock for yeah so so the stock price compared to the earnings is go the, er, the stock it, price is going up but the earnings are not yeah well the earnings are not going up as fast as, as fast. the stock yeah so microsoft and all the companies made more and more money in the 2000s every year made more and more money but the stock price was so was still outperforming high, uh, their earnings yes and so that, what happens is that the stock price stagnated and waited 10 years for the, the earnings to catch up to it. and then eventually kind of right up again. right yeah yeah so you're starting to see right now a, a, a disconnect again where you're paying a pretty high premium for a stock um, and you could you you could be In it trouble. could be it could, well it could be dead money for a while yeah yeah so there's a difference between a good there's always a difference between a good stock and a good um, just because it's a good company or a good product it doesn't mean it's a good stock Oh, right, I got you. Tesla is a phenomenal product, but the stock price—you're you, wondering what it does. <laughs> you're wondering what the hell's going on. So, so sometimes people get caught up in that this is a great, great company, great product, but it, it's not earning what the stock price is suggesting, and it's gonna—it's either the earnings have to grow, 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 which it can happen, uh, but a, but nothing grows at the sky. Right. So, so you might. It's all, it's just experience. I've been around long enough to know yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, m m people forget about this. But yeah. that's the reality. Is well, eventually I went to the dot com thing. Yeah, and, and people I'm, were paying 
so much money for stocks that were losing for companies that were actually physically right. losing money and they were right. paying like two three hundred dollars yeah. a share yeah you know that made no sense at all and it was just looking to well the nasdaq was went to five thousand in two thousand and one or two it was a five thousand it went to one thousand yes within a year and it stayed a it took it's to get to get back to five thousand i think it's almost ten thousand now but it, it to get back to five thousand took 12 years Wow. So your money could have just been dead for 12 years just sitting there. So that that's and so that's that's I'm where not, an advisor comes in. That's where it can help. And yeah. so but I don't have a crystal ball. No. I might be um but at the end of the day making sure you you stay balanced you and and the two things I think the advisor that to simple in simple terms can help you is to manage two things uh is to manage your fear, not to get mm. too stressed out if it goes down like March, uh, like 2008, uh, and like, uh, like March of this year, March, March of this April year, yeah. this year. Yeah. So I, if you, I didn't even look. If you sold, I, I just, well, I just it, was, knew it was going a, down. It was, was a, no, it was literally a flash crash. It, it did. It happened overnight. 40% in, in like, like a week, two weeks yeah. there. And then, um, and the other flip side of it is, and I haven't seen this yet, but I'm prepared for it, is greed. Mm. It's people like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't, I'm going to buy it and it's going to continue to go up, which that happened it, in the dot com. Yeah, it, it happens. Did. It happens. In, it can happen. It happened two thousand seven and eight in the states with real estate. With real estate. Yeah. It doesn't matter it's what. Going to go up. Nothing ever goes up forever. Right. Or, so that's or this is where I, um, I think your uh, a good advisor will help you recognize and manage your emotion, not to get too fearful, not to get too greedy. Um, and if you can do that, uh, you'll have it. Ex- you'll you should have a successful outcome yeah. over a, a a lifetime of investing. So. I'm not saying everybody needs an advisor. Uh, I think it, it's tied to financial literacy and how you feel comfortable investing and stuff. And and um, some people some people are don't don't want to don't want to spend the time to do that and and should hire an advisor. But there there are a lot of ways you can learn about the markets. But recognize that it's a ten thousand hour thing. Yeah, uh, it's it's not e- easy. And if investing was easy, uh, everybody'd be rich. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I throw that back Investing at people. Investing is simple, but it's not easy. Anyone no. can throw some money at yes. something. And so I was I was uh, having a haircut this morning, and the the hairstylist was yeah, talking about nice. was talking about. Did you have to wear a mask? I had to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. But he was talking about investing and how he lost uh, his, he lost a bit of money. It wasn't a lot of money, but I just said he just bought whatever, and I said, I said just if you can. You, you you, you got to learn from your mistakes and stay in the game, but uh, financial literacy and managing those two emotions um, are easier said than done. Yes, absolutely. So that's to answer well, David's question. <clears throat> that's that's the uh, that's the that's the question. But uh, I hope that answers his question. But. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, his question was about fees. You got that covered. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So it's just a. Uh, <clears throat> but fees do matter. I, I get yeah. that, and same with uh, uh, in the sense that. If you're not getting value for the fees you're paying, you shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't be paying those. You shouldn't be paying them. Yeah. So if you, and so that's if you're not getting advice, that's more than just kind of top up your RSP in February. It's it it if yeah. you um, that's important. Uh, and so um, that if you don't feel like you're getting value, then you, 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 you need you need to have a conversation with your advisor. Mm. Uh, and some and most advisors uh that I know um should do a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there are there will be some that don't. There will be some that don't, for yeah. sure. I <clears throat> I meet lots of advisors in uh my business, you know, customers and 
um, I get uh, approached a lot about you know yes. investing with them and stuff. But you know, when you got a good fit and someone you can talk to, yeah. It's, well, in the no end, in the end, you're um, hopefully paying for experience um, and and um, good advice at the yeah. end of the day. So yeah. that that that's what I've kind of. But there's many ways to uh, make money in the market, um, and it's 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 uh, it's um, it, it, but it, the the industry has, like I said, is 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 now. I wouldn't say before 2015 is doing a much better job on transparency yeah so and that's that's important i, I think it's I, I, i'm all for that yeah absolutely okay good so i wanted to just backtrack a sec um when we're talking about stock value um i've always known or been taught i should say that you don't buy a company based on future potential you're buying a company because like if a stock price if a stock is overvalued, correct, and people are buying that stock and it's overvalued and they're considering future potential of that company, is that a good enough reason to overpay for a stock? Well, and this, and this like is like Apple, for instance. Apple, or if you don't want to get specific, that's cool. No, but com- companies like yeah, no, it, it, I think you're. Do you pay for potential or do you pay for earnings today? I think you 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 pay for um, you pay for earnings today, but you need to be in the right. You need to be in an industry. You need the stock or the company to say the company needs yeah. to be in the in an industry that's growing. Right, right. Um, so you gotta, that's important. Yeah, yeah. So you uh, might not want to buy airlines right now. I mean, just possibly. Possibly, that's that's that you again. There's I'm a lot. There's a, you into advice, there's a lot. Of, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to do that. But. Yeah, I, I'm saying there's there's op. There's probably opportunity with, with well researched. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So I think at the end of the day, you you want to be um, I- investing in companies that have have are in an industry that have a lot of potential. So that's that's uh, and and that is well run. Um, so so again, you can buy the individual. So this is what I'm saying: is you can you can buy an index that ha- has as diversification instantaneously but not the the company you're just buying everything at the same time yeah or you can buy the individual securities or you can buy um um uh, i i would say venture say to buy a combination of active passive and individual right. securities i think that that to me is uh is been uh, uh um in the last number of years i think is 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 not a bad idea to, 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 to hedge your bets yeah to, to be diversified and to buy different things that are that, that act differently that do different things and I think that's that's what I try to do for my clients is try to try to combination of of, of things that uh, I think you'll 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 because you'll, you'll, you don't need everything to be winning at the same time because I always say to people you know if you have 10 10 investments or uh, <clears throat> 10 funds whatever two or three are going to do well in any given year two or three won't Hmm. Two or three might break even, but it's okay because usually the ones that do poorly are the ones that do better mm-hmm. in the coming Later years, on, and the yeah. usually the ones that do poorly. Are, so it's important that you maintain a, a disciplined approach to not get overexposed in any one area, one sector, one stock, yeah. um, and uh, and uh, you do that, um, you'll be okay. You'll have you'll have a success. You'll you'll have you put the odds in your favor to have a successful outcome, but there's no guarantee. Right? Yeah, never a guarantee. No. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so I don't. I, that's the best non best non advice I've ever heard. 
<laughs> well, it, it's it's. It, so to, I I've just more the more you know, the less you understand. I, yeah, uh, yeah. And so I've been around so long that I just like I I I, I just try. I, I don't know what's going to happen. So yeah, and you. I'm know not saying that I'm, I'm, I'm not saying to over diversify, but just be just be cognizant to that, that there are. Uh, Different strategies work at different times for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you have a bit of everything, because um, you're not trying to hit a home run, uh, because if you try to hit on everything, but because you're going to strike out on a few, but those ones that do well are going to carry your portfolio um, over over Por- the long portfolio term. Portfolio forward, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, no, I like it. I like so. it. Makes sense. Um <clears throat> I want to talk to you about um, since now I, I didn't know that you're working on homelessness in our city. That's a that's a big issue right now um, yeah. in our city. Um, yeah. And I was having this uh, just I didn't really get into it, but we had a I had a quick conversation with someone um, today about homelessness, and um, I'm going to ask you to to educate me a little bit on that. Now let me tell you what I said first, and then you can tell me if I'm. Okay. I'm out, out to lunch and I'm just a, a fucking redneck or, or whatever. <clears throat> so I said, ah, oh, this fucking table's moving all the time. Don't worry about it. If we're, if we're comfortable at this height, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. We're good. I won't lean on this. I don't much. know. We're okay. Yeah, I know. We're just sliding the table a bit. But anyway, um, if – so the, the guy I was talking to <clears throat> said, the reason we have so much homelessness in Victoria – is because of the cost of housing. The cost of housing is very is cost prohibitive in Victoria. It truly is. It's ridiculously expensive. So is that do you think the main driving factor for homelessness in our community or is it other factors? Like in in my belief it's PTSD, it's drug addiction, it's mental illness. Yeah. And I would say that's the majority. Yes. I would I would concur with you. Do you agree with that? So I would say to you. So now, if you agree with me, how do you know that that I'm not just talking out of my ass? How do you know that this is like? How does someone find out what is the cause of the problem that we're having in Victoria? Like, how does someone know this? Like, truly know it? So my perspective, just being on the front line, and I see it, but I'm also a business person i'm also a property taxpayer in victoria i i um i i see every i see all the sides i i, I try to see, see all the sides mm-hmm. i would venture to say that 95 percent of the people that are on the street have suffered a trauma of some kind uh, in their lifetime gabor yeah. mate who's a famous physician on the vancouver east side um there's written a num- number of books on it that these the these people and in their youth at some point suffered something that Some. we would never be able to imagine right and i think if it it it, it could, it's something something massive uh it's something serious and and so they have and then they've gone into a pattern of self medicating um and they've gone into a pattern of not dealing with those issues for and that's and that's it's it, it's not to say that they never will but at the at the moment they just haven't dealt with they haven't dealt with it and getting into the into the self-medicating um of whatever it is it could be alcohol substance abuse whatever it is um 
um, g- gets them into a very vicious cycle um, that they they're, they can't they, they have a hard time getting out of. So, I think if we go in the lens realizing that these most of these people have um, suffered something that's you would never can imagine. You never want to. You never yeah. imagine. Never. And and <clears throat> these are people's kids. It could be our kids. It could be these are people's children mm-hmm. um, that um, for whatever reason um, just got into a really bad. Uh, um, just into some really bad bad habits and so and that can be compounded with mental health that can be compounded with a bunch of different reasons and so so I think so do you think like the underlying cause would be some sort of trauma correct oh correct yes that they are self-medicating and then they ended up self-medicating to numb that pain right and because the drugs in particular if they're taking drugs are so powerful so addictive it, it gets into a really um dangerous place and yes. so but you can't help people until they're ready to help themselves that's yeah. that's the trick and so so i think if we, most people went into the mindset that realized okay this is somebody's kid that something's bad happened but they're just gotten to circumstances that are just un- unimaginable i think we would the perspective of who these people are and they all are all people that they, they it's 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 a tough it's it's a complicated but it's a tough and, and tough situation there is a small element though that is a criminal they're, they 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 just they're just going to be badass criminal activity like there's just there's just so that, that will always be the case um but the vast majority of these people are just stuck yeah. Uh, and and they're they're playing Russian roulette with their lives uh, because they ha- they're just not ready to deal with what they got to deal with. Yeah. And so, as a society, I think it's important that we're we're ready to to deal with them uh, when they're ready. Uh, but it's tricky. It's very tricky yeah. because if they're living on the streets, trying to feed their addiction, they're going to commit crimes that just to survive um and petty theft just to feed their addiction so at the end of the day it's it, it's a it, it's it's a it's a very very tough situation i believe though that i think we've gone the city of victoria in particular has gone um it, it can go it can go a little far they're going a little far because they're there is it's a fine line between helping and enabling mm-hmm. and so and by providing free housing uh without the supports that go with it um it 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 it, it can make things worse as, as we're probably seeing right yeah. now so, so like i want to make it clear crystal clear to people that i am of the mindset that i am willing to spend more tax dollars or pay more tax to get these people the help they need like i just want to make sure that people understand that because sometimes they think just because I get on the the council about the way they're dealing with homelessness, that I'm not empathetic towards these people. I yeah. truly, truly am. Right. And I want. I don't believe that I can walk to my place of business where I wear, you know, a suit or well, I don't yeah. wear a suit, but you know what I mean. Dress well, sell a high end, expensive product to well, to do people. Right. While I'm walking past homelessness and it not affect me. Correct. It 100 percent affects me. Correct. I don't. It's not that I don't want to see it. I don't want it to exist. I want them to be helped. Right. Right. So the, uh, it's the, like a, you the know. Ch- I mean? The challenge is that you, we, first off, it's this. This is um, bigger than. This is not a municipal 
It's, it's too mini- big for the municipality. This is a provincial. This is a medical health. This is a provincial issue. Yes. This is much more of a provincial issue than it is the, the municipality. Is, is can't run deficits. They can only do so much. Yeah. So this is definitely much more of a of a health crisis. Um, and so the resources for mental health have just not been there. They're 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 improving. They're getting a lot more putting a lot more money into it, but they just don't exist. And they're they're getting better. Uh, but the reality is, is it's not there. It's not, they're not, we're not where we need to be. Um, but you can't w- want to get these people help. They have to be ready to be sick. They have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. They have yeah. to be ready to say, you know, I want, I, I want help. Because and, and, as soon as they start saying, I want help, I want to get out of this, the, the resources are there. But to get them to that point of, of, of like, like to 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 do better um is uh, is on them and that's the that's where i think the frustration lies is people think we can fix this but we can't fix this we can provide the resources and be ready for them to be uh when they're ready to make sure that the the resources are there and they haven't been there uh they're getting better but they're just they're just not anywhere near where they so need to be so is the province Fund, putting enough funds towards this uh i think they're just started they just the ndp in this in this uh since they got into power, have created the Ministry of uh, Mental Health and Addictions. They're, they're getting serious. Um, yeah. uh, housing is is a, is a, is important to stabilizing. People need a safe place to be, but th- it's 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 <laughs> not enough to just to provide the housing. You need you need to provide the source the, the the resources to support them to deal with the trauma that they've suffered. But at the same token, you 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 have to wait for them to be ready yeah and that's the that's the tricky part and uh at anawin house that's that's our in our con- we're a sober facility we don't we're uh we don't that you can't use at our facility um and we're one of the few that there were, were high barrier that way okay so tell me just tell me the name of it anawin house so it's across from uh, say it again anawim house anawim yeah it's on okay. across from royal athletic park it's a blue house it's a small we're small we're very small sure but it's like a, it's like a it's like a what would you what would you call it? like a, it's not a halfway house what, what's no. the definite how do, what do you so do So we have there? two we have two programs is one program's a drop-in program we, which we've had to close mind you with since covid started okay. but we're starting to open open now so that that kind of compounded it we're like everybody closed like our place we closed everything so these people just there there's nowhere for them to go right now yeah. it's starting to open up now yes. uh, but it's been a it's been a really tough slag slag uh sl- um tough sledding for for these people yes um so you've got this house got this house and so the the idea is that the drop-in program in a sense people anybody can come using or not to you know shower laundry get some food um but for those that are said you know what uh, uh, terry's our our our, um our house director says you know we're i want to i want to i want to i need I want to get out of this lifestyle. Can you help me? And so they have to be sober for a certain period of time and then, and then willing to change as well. And, and if they can handle, um, we have seven beds, seven residential beds for men at the moment. Um, uh, and we, we provide them housing. We provide them supports. We triage counseling and deal mm-hmm. with their trauma. That's what yeah, we're trying yeah. And then yeah. eventually we help them, <clears throat> get you know transition out of the house into uh, long-term housing so it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a place between getting sober detoxing uh 
treatment to getting back into the society. So that's kind of our our where we are on the spectrum of housing. We are in the middle of opening up a, a seven-bed women's facility as well. Um, I can't say where, but it's in Victoria as well. But the same idea, but that won't have a drop-in program. So that's kind of the, the model. Um, our model really rests on trying to help people, uh, relationship. Uh, the opposite of addiction is connection mm. and trying to build a relationship. One. So we're not a big, massive institution, but are we, you guys a Christian organization or not, not, not really. I, we're, we are our own thing. Having said that, most of our board does comprise of people of, of, of the church, of the Catholic church community, but we, we are, we are non-denominational. Uh, it just happens to be well supported by the, by the, by the church community. Uh, but we do get funding from Victoria Foundation, from um, uh, private donors. So people uh, can donate directly to. Yes. To yeah, we're a, we're a char- charity. But our, our idea is, is to is to help connect with people, have a relationship, and help them get deal with the trauma that they've suffered, so that yeah. they can uh, really try to move on. There'll be slip ups from time to time, but I think that for us, that 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 model works. Um, one person at a time. That's really what the model is, is one person at a time, one, one, one person. And it's not always about homeless uh, people on the street. It could be homeless uh, people at risk of homelessness or uh, people dealing with poverty, people dealing with mental health, people dealing with fleeing violence. There's many different reasons. Uh, addictions and substances seems to be front of mind for most people. It is most of the time the situation, but it's not always the case that people are on the streets right. because of, of addiction. It's... it's it, it, Back what to what you were saying. Other, what are some of the poverty. other reasons? Poverty, just oh, simple so poverty. Yeah. yeah, I've lost my job. I'm, I've separated. I've sep- uh, mental health. Yeah. Um, they just can't hold down a job, and yeah. maybe they've lost their relationships in their lives, and that they've been, you know, kind of like lost their connections with people, and so they're kind of drifting. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it, but it comes <coughs> down to. Um, there's some kind of trauma that happened, um, and for most people, um, yeah. but uh, um, you can't help people until they're ready to help themselves. Yeah, that's really the. the Is there line. any way that, like, I mean, I know it frustrates people in Absolutely. our community. Absolutely, right? I can get that. Um, because, like, you know, we want to give them housing. What if they don't want the housing? Correct. You know, what if we want to give them drug treatment or addiction treatment? They don't want the the addiction yes. treatment. Correct. You know, um, some people want to live right in the park or sleep on a Correct. park bench. You know, it's frustrating. So, like, Correct. I guess no one has this answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, so, for a guy, a person that is frustrated with that and is willing to to set up this set up something for them to get some help, but then they don't want the help. What, what the heck do you do? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Do you just let them sleep on the street? That's that's that is. Um it would be unlawful to pick them up and put them into some sort of a facility, correct? Yeah. So the, the again, dealing with people with mental health and addiction issues, um, you can't help them unless they want to help themselves. And that's and anybody that goes into, um, even if you go into like, like, for example, if you have a a kid that has mental health issues. Mm-hmm. You go into a you know get treated in a hospital or or medical facility. The psychiatrist is the first one to tell you that you can't force them to take the, these these drugs. No, even a, even a minor. Minor, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You can't force people to take the you know antipsychotic medication or any any this medication. Yeah. They have to want to take that medication. 
even this is this is not even this is just if you had a kid that has mental health issues and there's a there's a medication that can help so them. if you've got a 12 you year old or 14 year old no. you cannot get them to take that stuff you if can't they don't want them. to if they don't want to yeah so that's the so how do you get them to change um that's that's a million dollar question <laughs> yeah. but i think i think you they have no chance they, they have less of a chance to want to help themselves if they don't have the supports the connection the love from people that love them they're whether it's parents, grandparents, friends, if 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 they have no reason to live, um, or no reason to 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 get help, they won't. They'll they'll resist yeah. it. But yeah. if they have a reason to, so it's on us as a as a community to try to help. Not to, not say to help, but to try to generate a connection to to keep encouraging people to try to get the help that they deserve. Right. Because um, it's it's a spiral that can get out of control yeah. uh, quite quickly um, and so that's the you can't force anybody to, to get treatment to take medication you just can't you have they yeah. have to be ready so you you can you can accelerate that readiness by providing this person some form of connection some form of of support of of of, of love really at yeah. the end of the day well if it's your own kid just keep loving them that's right. right. Like that's that's my main. That I I know this. Not I've never experienced anything like that. I am absolutely blessed. Right. But if you're going through anything with your kids, just keep loving them and accepting them for who they are. And but God willing, they'll come around and 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 look to you for help. But that's if right. you shut them out, yeah, and or, no you, or you or you embarrass them, or yeah. the number one thing that the kids, in particular teenagers, to overcome is shame. Oh. Okay. Shame from their parents, shame from their friends. That shame of like from after doing something that was yeah, irresponsible so, or or like just if they're if they're in a if they're in the throes of some kind of mental health crisis that that shame that um, they feel that can you need to you need to address that in a supportive way so to to try to get them to reduce that shame feeling that they have on themselves right. Um, and, it, but a lot of, I don't say a lot, but some parents or some people continue to, they, they, they throw the guilt back at them. They, they throw yeah. the, you know, they, they, they just not there for them yeah. to meet them where they're at. Yeah. And so that's where I, I, uh, and it's, nobody is prepared. Like most parents aren't prepared to, uh, mo- mo- mentally to uh, um, see that happen in their in, in their kid, right? Yeah, God, it's so be so um, so I think, and so to to relate it to the homelessness issues, I would I would I would bet that somewhere as a kid, as a teenager, some trauma happened. There's some shame attached to it that was compounded because the supports were not were not there or made them feel worse. And they moved, and they they started moving away from that 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 support network, or or which is often the case, they don't have a support network. They're yeah. in a foster. They're they're being their their parents are drug addicts, or they're or there there are no parents. They're in a foster system that keeps cycling the thing. So at the end of the day, I think that's where it kind of starts. And if we can get early intervention, um, you will. Um, because eventually these these teenagers become adults. These the, eventually these people on the streets they were kids at one times, but they never they just kept oh yeah going they were going, born going. perfect right. right so yes. so so if we can get early intervention <clears throat> if yeah. we can get supports there if we can educate parents 
and and schools and teachers and the whole the whole the, as a society if we can do better to support them when that happens when they're younger and try to get them to support early um, and intervene early uh, you have a much better chance of of them um, gravitating to that lifestyle and then becoming adults and just getting entrenched in that um, type of lifestyle so that's so the, so it's complicated. That's what I'm saying. You, yeah. you, you, you want you see these people on the streets. I'm like, it's like it's, it, there's a story. Yeah, there's a story. And a, and a walking by and saying, "Get a fucking job." Yeah. It's not going to help. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe that woman got sexually assaulted at 14 yeah. years old. Yeah, right. By four different like yeah, you don't multiple, multiple multiple people, and she's dealing with a trauma that you can't even imagine. No, exactly. And she's on heroin because she she's the shame, the guilt. Is is and 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 so nobody becomes a drug addict or a, a abuses alcohol n- to intentionally become an addict. Yeah, 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 right. You don't you don't use to to become an addict. You become an addict, and particularly now, the the drugs are so powerful oh, that it's, it's a, you, you could be hooked on heroin and the just <clears throat> genetically you're just predisposed to being hooked on it in in after one use, and you're done. Yeah. And so, it, and so, without that connection, early on, it, it's very it, it's very difficult to break. So, so we deal with the adult population um, at Anawim, but at the end of the day, I think people if people had that empathy to realize there's some story there that we're not seeing and they don't want to share, and they might they they might never share it. But I think I think we have a little more empathy. I think we the the the, the visceral response we're seeing right now, I think, is would would. I think would help, but at the end of the day, I don't know how you fix. You can't help people that don't want to help themselves. That's the mm. bottom line. Yeah. But you have to have, but you better be ready, <clears throat> as a society, to have those uh, treatment facilities, place for them to go if they're ready to go. And that's where I think it's been lacking is that they've wanted help, but they just don't know what to where to go, where to turn, and the the supports haven't been there. They there's but they are getting better. Yeah, yeah. I I think um, just simple stuff like. The way, um, at least at least my daughter's experience. Like my daughter is fifteen, and she's so much more in touch with what's going on in the world, in her school, in her friend group. They don't tolerate bullying. They don't tolerate mean people. You know, they don't. Right. They're they're just. I think that they're starting. They're learning. Oh, like they're way ahead of where I was right. at that age. Right. You know, at fifteen, I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know what totally ment- we didn't, but mental health is very is more common than uncommon uh, mental health illnesses, and so we I, I, us growing up we had I would say we had probably no idea. Uh, I, so had I no think idea. it's becoming much, and I didn't prior to being a parent or even you know up to until my kids were teenagers. I didn't I didn't I had no clue either. Yeah, same, but, same. Yeah, <laughs> so, same. But as a teenagers, you, you, they the kids nowadays are so. They're in they're tune. S- they're in tune, but they're also s- there's so much more at risk uh-huh. of 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 um, of mental health issues uh, because when we were growing up, if we wanted to learn something, yeah, we would be like, okay, I'll ask mom and dad. I don't want to ask mom and dad, but I'll I'll or I got to go to the library. I got to take the bus, go to the library, and research it. It was and difficult. It was you know to find information now. The, with social media, they just bypass the parents completely and ask their friends. Yeah, that also have, don't know what the hell they're doing. So that's the danger with social media is that it, it's a good tool. I'm not saying it's a bad tool, 
but they, 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 it's a tool that they, uh, the kids use to bypass ask, uh, their, their parents on where to get help if they need help. Okay, so you're, you said that kids are more at risk now? Right, because they don't because ask of, their parents. Because oh, the parents, because, parents get cut out of, 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 of knowing what's like, happening what, in well, the not, not, not Maybe not what knowing, but, but the kids will be more likely to ask their friends through social media or just look up social media to, 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 to figure out what's, what, what the solution is. But what's on social media and what their friends are saying to them might not be... Not, might not be right. Might not or, be right. Or good advice. And they at take all. it, but they take it as gospel. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I think having a good relationship with your kids is super important. An open relationship, an honest relationship with your kids, and keep encouraging them to come to you. Because when we were growing up, I think we it was just difficult to go to ask your friends for stuff because you had to, you know, make a phone call. Make a phone call. Yeah. Do, but now they can just do it incognito in the room at <laughs> yeah, night yeah. on their phone, on the oh, laptop. Yeah, they could so, do it in a chat room totally anonymously. Yeah. But the, the, the predators out there are are on social media. No, oh, yeah. They're on all of them. Yeah. And I didn't know this, yeah, they but they're are. on there on everywhere. They're, they're just trolling. Like uh, crazy. Crazy. Uh, and <laughs> so that's where um, I think it's accelerated the mental health crisis that we, we are seeing. And a, a, people are more aware of it, but B, it's accelerated. And the system is at capacity, um, for, has been a capacity for many. I they say the, the rates of depression have gone up 400% since the iPhone came out in 2008. Jeez. So at the end of the day, it, it, we're at, the, it, we can't put the genie back in the bottle. We can work with we have to work with what we got, but yeah. we have to be mindful that um, uh, we got we just 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 you, parents have got to be aware of what's out there. And most people, my generation, I was I I I'll first want to admit that I I had no clue uh, of what's out there, and it's pretty scary. So, but it it, it is a powerful it is a powerful medium for positive too it's not all negative but but that's where having a relationship is important yeah i just um drank like a half a dozen fruit flies well, there's a few in here but it's, it's all good <laughs> i literally like, what the hell's in my <laughs> yeah so it's where, just, the, where the hell are these guys yeah so it's all, it's all good <laughs> i don't see them so i will drink yeah. good for pro good protein yeah, good protein yes Jeez, so anyway i think i think that's that's I think as a society it behooves us to to not stop not keep trying to sorry to to keep trying and to do our best uh and it's a sign of our society to, uh, how we treat our weakest yes absolutely I agree with that um and it's but I, I I we definitely I'm not I'm of the mindset that we need to um not defund the police and you know we need we need the, 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 there's well, a criminal I element the out there to give the police more funding, yes. more money, yes. more ability to yes. deal with these with yes. uh, people yes. with mental illness and yes. trauma. Give them more training. Yes. If you defund the police, then you have to fund someone else. Mm. You just can't defund the police and pretend right. like this is all going to go away. Right. Right. The police are not yeah. causing these. And problems. I have friends that are on the police force. Yeah, uh, so do I. So and at the end of the day, they they don't want to be doing this stuff. They, no, they, they didn't. No. They didn't join the police force to be dealing with. Homelessness. With, uh, homelessness. So, mm. so, and I think uh, Horgan has has it right to uh, uh, update the police act, and um, and that will happen in due course. Uh, so, I think as a society, we're doing better than we than people think we are. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's it's, it's hard to watch. Um, but we sh- we can't stop trying. Yeah. 
No, no, that's absolutely right. We got to keep trying. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure if the way we're dealing with allowing people to set up tents and kind of camp in public spaces yeah. permanently yeah, is I a good idea. I don't think it's. I don't. I, I. Again, it's a fine line between enabling and yeah, and uh, trying to get people help. Someone put it. Um, I heard someone on the radio put it to when you allow someone to camp and keep their camp day and night, they become territorial. Yeah. They and then they start to hoard and accumulate pro, like stuff in that area, right? So, if you allow them to set up tent, sleep comfortably, warmly, dry, right, and then have to tear it down, they don't have that territorial sort right. of thing. They don't have like this big town that starts getting set up. There's no accumulation of material right. around their tent. Right. Um, I, I I think that's a good idea to take. I, I think. I think it. I think when you're dealing with anybody with mental health and addiction issues, um, the the moment we start making it comfortable for them, um, and not in a mean, I'm not in a mean way, but the more comfortable we make, the less comfortable we make it, the more likely they might seek change, right? And be say, you know what, I'm sick of this. I want to do something else. But the more comfortable we make it. The less likely they're going to want to seek change sooner. I'm not saying they won't ever, but I think I think it, I think there's there's a certain element of trying to make things uncomfortably comfortable for them that they they, they that that might jog them to to try to make a change. So right. I think I think it's a fine line providing shelter, um, but you know you can't. I know the law says you can't stop them from tenting overnight and stuff, uh, but. But the the more, if we can make it a bit more uncomfortable. Well, the law says you can't tent oh, during the daylight. During the day, yeah, but yeah. overnight you can. Yeah. I, but and that, which is a human right, which I which I, is fine. I, it's just fine. I, and so, but the if we can make it a bit more uncomfortable, um, I think you will see generally uh, people trying to seek seek uh, you know a different getting some help. Yeah, I think I think if we make it comfortable for them. Um, then, then, then uh, it, 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 they want to, You want to get them to a point where they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, the one thing we closed down. You correct me if I'm wrong. Did we close? We closed down some of the 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 shelters and the places for people to sleep because yeah. of COVID, right? Yes. We're starting to open we, up now, but they yeah, were because shut down. we yeah. were worried about social distancing. Well. When they went into their tent communities, right. there was no social distancing right. occurring anyway. Right. So I think closing those facilities down, in hindsight, which is 2020, I think it was a mistake. Well, we closed down, um, not for them, but for our staff. Oh, okay. And so I think that's the key thing is that we got to – there's two sides to the things. Yeah, yeah. There's the operation side of things, the staff. And if it became unsafe for staff, then yeah, you, you have no choice. So yeah. it's it, it's it's just crappy all the way around. Uh, so you have to keep a, a uh, that's that's the I think that was the more of the issues uh, how to keep it safe for staff because right. staff weren't feeling safe. Sure. And rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My staff still don't feel hundred percent comfortable. Yeah. You know? So so I think that's the that's the fine line, and I don't know I don't have an answer, uh, but uh, um, that's. Well, well, we're going to get through this COVID thing and in whatever, in due course here. Due but course, uh, yeah. but uh, uh, I think you have to. It has to be safe for the the campers, but also the staff. And I think that's 
I think all the service providers are struggling with that right now. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So you guys will be opened up fully back to regular operations? No. No? We're, uh, we're, we're op- we have the residential side because we can close the house and the, the residents live there. But right. to the public, uh, it's, it's limited. Um, you can't come inside. It's, it's, right. it's, there's all this safety protocol. Yeah, yeah. Because we got to keep our staff safe. Because right? yeah. there's liability there that's, yeah. that, that we can't take on or else we won't be around after this is, yeah. after this is yeah. done, right? So. so I've got a retail location downtown that I don't allow people to come in. The general public's not allowed to come in. We speak to them from outside. They're outside. We're inside. There's a piece of glass that between us with a yep. with a couple of, with a one foot slot that we pass product to. Been front, there, right? You've yep. been there. You've yep. seen it. Yeah. Is that the right move at this point yes. still? Yes. Not allowing them in. Yes. Okay. I had a health inspector. Because you, 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 you have a you, you 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 will struggle. I think I've been in your store. You just don't have the space. Yeah, I know. And that's just the reality. Yeah. So that that's the right move. Yeah, Absolutely. I think so too. Yeah, I had a health inspection from my VHA guy, and he wrote me up. Why? Because product is visible from the outside of the store. Oh, goodness. Right, and his suggestion was, why don't you just let people in? This is a guy that works for VHA. <laughs> I was like, I was actually floored, and I was like, can you keep your mask on while you're in here? You shouldn't even be in here, like. I yeah. wear my mask when I go to stores now. Yeah. I didn't for the longest time. But now when I go to the bank or the store or wherever, I got my mask in the car. I wear it. I put it on. I go into my banking, my post, whatever I need. Yeah. I put my mask on. Yeah. Right? Because it's kind of like starting to ramp back up. And we don't need this. We got, I got kids. Like, they got to go to school in like four yeah. weeks. Yeah. You know? No, like, no I, I, I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's in crazy, yeah, right? It doesn't make any sense. It's not just me. No, it's not just you. No, <laughs> okay, it's just you. Like, <laughs> we go to Bon Macaron all the time. The, the, yes. I don't know if you've been there. but uh, No, I haven't, but, but I know They the only place. allow one customer, and they have a, just on across from Pagliacci's area. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. not a, it's, they have a decent size. It's not, it's a little bit bigger, might just quite a bit bigger than you. That, the entrance is quite a bit bigger than yours. Yeah, because my entrance is kind of tight. The store opens up yeah, once you get in, yeah, but the I, entrance I, is tight. Yeah. And so they, 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 they allow one household at a time in and you have to wait outside so, but they can they have the space to make that work right but i don't see your store is just got you're so tight i don't see mm-hmm. how you would be able to stop somebody else from coming in like, and it, well just the in and out just that door alone is makes it difficult I right know, so, it's difficult yeah yeah no i agree with your approach yeah absolutely so we've been talking about some ideas where we may um block off half the store and then allow people to come to the counter and then we'll have like plexiglass up there so that we're behind the plexi and then that we can serve them inside the store right um but not allow them to go any further unless it's like one at a time but i'm not really sure how we're going to do door control at that point yeah it's you know and then with he, he of course our inspector wants the doors closed so now what do I got to, because that's the law. Right. It's pre written pre COVID, you know, you'd right. think they'd almost be like, okay, this isn't the perfect, but let's right. just let this go for now. So they wasn't willing to work with you or no, God, no ridiculous. Um, you know, so it's like, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. You're trying to do the right thing. And you know, and it was funny because he thinks it's benefiting me to do it this way to keep the doors open. So people could see in. I'm like, this is not benefiting me. I will guarantee you 100%. There's no traffic. There's no, well, first of all, there's no one downtown. Yeah. Right? No like the whole city looks yeah. like a freaking yeah. ghost town. We right were there now. yesterday. At that it is sad. 
I was, was I, I was downtown Sunday. Yeah, I didn't go downtown uh, yesterday or, or um, what day is it today? Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't go down Monday, Tuesday, but I was downtown Sunday working, and I'll tell you, everyone was on edge. There was like a a real like homelessness kind of a feel. There was a lot of that kind of element around. I don't want to sound like a Down total by your story? dick. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, because I, I park at uh, Centennial Square. Right. So it was a lot of like, yeah, just a lot of like despair. Right. And then the people that were around seemed kind of like on edge, like, yeah. you know, and then it's it's tough, man. It's it's actually really saddens me right now. Like, yeah, we were, we went downtown, yes, me and my wife just going to try to support. Just go for yeah, which yeah. we go once or twice downtown, try to support the the restaurants that whatever support. And so, we uh, at first we went to we went to the 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 veranda there at the at the queue at the Fairmont. Yes. And then we walked in. It's fine. Everything's fine. And then we looked at the menu. It's like three things to order, and we're like, we didn't want any of them. So we we kind of said, we don't, there's nothing here we like. So yeah. sorry, because sorry. And I understand why they have a limited menu. I get that. Limited staff. I limited guess, staff. Limited. So we're like, okay, no problems. We'll just. So we went around to the what's the where the wax museum used to be. There's a yeah. I don't know what it's called, but there's a restaurant there. Yeah, yeah. But then we were like, we went there and they had the patio was empty, and we're like, <laughs> okay, we, well, we can't get you in because we have one server. I'm like, you have one server on. BCD. We have one. This is one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, so we have that on Monday. On the Monday, and we're like one server, so we we just don't have the capacity to serve you until two thirty. I'm just like this is one, and we're just like, oh my goodness. I'm just like, okay, they couldn't get that. Well, you know what? I'm having the same problem in a small scale where people don't want to yeah, come back. To yeah, work the tables are empty, but we have we, there's we, no service. Oh my gosh. So we're like, oh okay, you know, I, I understand, no problem, we, we get it. And so we walked around to the went to the Commons, and the Commons it was they actually did a good job. It was their uh, they had good food and uh, not but but we we sat at the patio and it was like there was barely anybody downtown. It's crazy, right? Right, right at the Inner Harbor, right at the Inner Harbor. Yeah. yeah, and we're just like, uh, I'm just like, there's a few people, but you know, it's, it's just it's, local people. Yeah, and you could just a market difference and. So, but they did a good job there, and they the social distancing and all that stuff, and it was it was it was we felt fine in there and safe, and so as best as we could, and uh, but it was like three we had to go to three different places to find a place a to place eat. Could, oh my yeah, God. so it was just it was just uh, it's harsh. I was just like, this was BC day. That's unbelievable. That's a long w- weekend. Wait till October. Oh, you know, there's five five businesses on our block. Pandora, 500 block of Pandora that are gone. Five. It's insane. Yeah, we, it we, saddens me. Well, we, I hate to see small businesses fail. Because I mean, I'm a small business owner and I know the pain and suffering that these well, guys go through. There was a boutique. I, I, I bought my wife clothes there beside Bon Macaron there. That, that block there on, I guess that's broad. Broad, yeah. There's I don't couple, know the street, but couple, I know the street, couple, but. A couple retail in there have just gone. Gone. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like. And I look, I, I go, uh, some of the other places gone, gone, gone. I'm just like, the chocolate place, Joe, Bernard Calabo is gone. Oh, just like, it's just gone, gone, gone. I'm just like, I I, I feel so, um, it's, 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 it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I, um, there's a. And now a compounding, people don't want to go downtown because they're hearing on the radio about these, you know tent towns that have started and the the, the yeah. danger of downtown i don't think downtown is dangerous I, I, we didn't notice downtown is i didn't notice dangerous. anything and you know what i have and again i think if you go downtown 95 percent of the people that are 
on the street or homeless are, are harmless. Are harmless. Oh, yeah. yeah they're of, harmless. of the homeless people, like even yeah. I would say 99% yeah, are, 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 are harmless. Absolutely are harmless, harmless and they're just, there's nowhere for them to go. Um, and again, if you have that lens that, you know, something's happened to them that unimaginable uh, and they're they're on something that just to numb the pain I think you would have a different perspective on yeah rather on, than um, being uh, pissed off at them you'd have empathy for them yeah and yeah. It, but yeah it's not not to say it's not to say to that you 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 have to like it I don't think you have to like it I just think it's 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 a symptomatic of the situation with COVID and I think it's symptomatic of the chronic underfunding but there's there's literally no place for them to go yeah um there's no home to go back to there's yeah. no you know and um um i, I don't have an answer uh, like i said uh, yeah. you can only yeah. um uh, but I'm, I'm not gonna stop going downtown because it's this is no, my I town mean, i this love is, our city yeah so uh, i'm not gonna i think the coffee shop across the street went out too didn't they the one from yours from your store kitty corner yeah it's not closed but yeah, I, 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 rode, I rode my bike there today waiting the for... One, the one, the one, yeah. Cafe 1812. Yeah. He's not closed. He's closed, but he will reopen. Yeah. But he I, can't open comfortably with COVID, is what he told me. He just can't, can't do it comfortably. Yeah, because I was, I rode my bike there this He's morning. having problems trying to get his deck licensed or something, his patio license, and that's right. what he wants is his patio. Right. Okay. He's got some problems there. And, and I just spoke to him, actually. He's a customer of mine, and I right. just spoke to him like a week ago. And he's frustrated, but um, yeah, sounds like he's okay. He will okay. reopen. It's yeah. just, I just, it's just, I just, I was ready. To, I, I just rode my bike. I ride my bike every other day through that whole just in the morning through through yeah. on the bike path which, yeah. I lo- which I love by the way I love the bike paths so I like I cycle yeah. used to cycle a lot right. and I've cycled downtown and uh, it's it's good I mean there's bike paths everywhere like yeah. I've, I've cycled downtown with a bike trailer on with my kids in it yeah I, it's fine I, I don't this is such a I don't like the bike paths on Pandora because it's a two way bike path and there's right. like problems with like right hand turns every day right there's someone turning yeah. when it's red for them and green for the bikes yeah. and just oh it makes me freak out because I feel like someone's gonna get freaking killed yeah but other I, than that bike paths are, are it, it's, 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 it's such Could a small small it's so small compared to yeah. the, their budget and what they're doing it's yeah. just uh, I, it just frustrates me people oh you stop spending money on bike lanes and yeah I'm like it's like nothing. a million bucks. It's like nothing. Yeah, it's like I, nothing. I don't like the execution of the bike lanes, but right. I like bike lanes. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm one of those. And I, and I like I said I'm a res. I have a I'm a I got property in the city of Victoria. I think it's a great, it's a good. It, for the city of Victoria, they know that the the path identification is happening. That's a good thing. And so there's no you can't just keep there's they're going to crowd out the cars. That's just the way it is. But the, the, if you keep putting people downtown, which, are, which they are trying to do, um, there's no other way to get around. Right. And if they keep putting people downtown and keep densifying it and putting more living downtown, we don't need as many cars to go downtown right. because people that live out in yeah. the suburbs don't need to go downtown. Right. They all have their own villages that they right. can go and shop and, and right. go to restaurants in. And then the people that live downtown can support downtown yeah. as well as the tourists and then That's the right. few cars. That's right. It's the transition that is a bit difficult. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, I'm not. Right a, now I, we're in the transition phase. There's not right. enough. There's not enough densification quite yet. Right. 
And it's difficult for people to get down there, I think. Yes. Even though I drive downtown all the time. Yes. And it's absolutely fine. fine. Yes. So, Like, there's always parking in the parkades. Okay, sure. If you go at 2 o'clock, it might be a little more difficult. Right. But if you want to find a spot directly across the street right. or in front of the building that you want to go to, you're going to have a problem. Walk a little, people. Yeah. It's okay to walk three, four blocks. Oh. Get a little exercise. Take a stroll. Give yourself 50. It's fine. You'll find spots. Yeah. I, I guess I, I, I went to McGill in Montreal. If you've ever been downtown Montreal, there's, I have. there's, no, there's absolutely you don't no drive room. downtown Montreal. No, there's no room for parking. Yeah. There's nothing. And, and, uh, well, I was just in New York in November. Same thing. We walked everywhere. Same thing. You can't Every, park your car. No, you don't take a car <laughs> into the city. You don't even need a car. Right? No. You don't have a car. Right? You just don't. So, yeah. I, and Victoria is, uh, I mean, they're, they're foreseeing this, but, uh, it's, it might be early, but it, it's, there's so much development happening right now, and um, it, it's it, in 10, 20 years, those bike lanes are going to be critical to getting people around. Mm. So, anyway, that's just me. But no, fair enough. Hey, man, you're talk. entitled to your opinion, and we're talking about <laughs> yeah. it, right? So, got off, got off talk, talk. No, 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 that's so, good. You can talk. go back to investing if you want, but uh. no, 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 no. I wanted to talk to you about the homelessness. Uh, that's a that's a big issue for people. Um, Safety uh, for people in the city right now. I think pe some people are feeling uncomfortable because of the amount of homelessness and the stories that we're hearing about. If you listen to the radio, any of the local talk radios, yeah, I listen to Adam Sterling all the time. Yeah, me too, <laughs> constantly. Uh, I'm actually a fan of his, but he's got some serious concerns about safety and what's going yeah, on enough. in the park and fair enough. the, the um, kind of the criminal element that's kind of Which infiltrated is, the yes. homelessness, but those criminal guys, they infiltrate every movement protest. Yeah. They're, they yes. infiltrated black lives. They yes. infiltrate the homeless thing. They just get there because they see an opportunity to take advantage of the situation. Yes. And you're always going to have that. Right. Right, like there's nothing we can do. We can't live our lives and plan based on those couple of percent of people that are gonna make things shitty. No, you no, know. and but there'll be there'll be it's to be expected, and um, um, uh, there'll always be a criminal element. Um, I know right now uh, with the borders closed, the price of drugs in particular skyrocket way up yeah. yeah so that's why you've seen a, a big spike in crime is because people they just can't afford to get their drugs at a reasonable price and these are the hard drugs like uh yeah. um like heroin meth heroin, heroin meth uh, and so at the end of the day um it's it's um it's a catch-22 yeah. what do you do and so and and, and like i said they and and the thing the thing people don't realize is that if you're on and maybe they do realize but if you're on a heroin even alcohol even if you're an alcoholic you cannot just go cold turkey you no, you you're medically need to be supervised to be to to get off that stuff because you could you could die from just going cold turkey oh, so yeah. so yeah. it's not reasonable to expect um without the supports to to get off those drugs or alcohol in, in, as well so at the end of the day it's it's um it's uh, they gotta feed their addiction just to it's 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 a, it's a it's terrible it's a terrible mm -hmm. disease it's a terrible mm -hmm. disease um, and I think uh, just having a little more empathy uh, can go a long way um, and like I said even ten years ago I wasn't this I wasn't my mind wasn't like this um, getting involved kind of opened my eyes a bit to realize you know what I uh, my attitude it just I just was naive I just don't understand why mm -hmm. people 
just go you know go get a job go get yourself out of this it's, it's how hard can it be but it is not once you understand that um that, that there's a significant trauma that's been they've they've there's they've, they've suffered from it multiple and continue to suffer probably um that they have to want to get that help and and some will some won't yeah yeah so what, what do you do yeah i know we just uh um, that's that's cool though that you're helping out the, the yeah, way and I think, you, I think, in a way you can you yeah know? and, I, and I, I think I fell into it I don't think I I I realized it when I started but I think I, as I as I get more educated about what how it actually works um, it, it, we got we got some work to do and I think I think I'm gonna throw it out to your listeners all three of them but uh, I think <laughs> what happens is is instead of complaining maybe try to figure out a way to to help to help yeah, you, yeah it's one thing you can you can complain or you can like you know what make try to make a difference somewhere a little bit something so, something whether it's whether it's financial support something or whether it's volunteer your time volunteer your talent uh but uh i think as a as a community there are a lot of good people out there um trying to do their best and uh and it, it makes me proud of yeah. what, what we have because there, there is a lot of good people uh, trying to make a difference out there. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, that's good. Let's talk about finances a little more. Sure. Not financial planning or right. investing. What about the state of our country? Um, How are we looking? Like we're giving away a shit ton of money right now. Yeah, I. Um, they said that our our... So what you have to look at is the percentage of debt relative to GDP. It's, and so yeah. what what that means, I think it's I think it's mis. You have to look at the percentage, not at the ma- the gross amount of money sure. we're giving okay. away. So okay. it's a percentage of our debt, and it's a similar to like you know, if you have a house and you got a mortgage, you know, how much of the house are we borrowing against? And so mm-hmm. the GDP is is the house of the is, is the economy mm-hmm. of. And so the GDP of Canada, United States, um, and so I don't have the exact numbers, but I believe we our debt to our GDP was forty percent prior to COVID, and it was one of the lowest in the developed world, okay. uh, if not the lowest. And now we might be like back up to seventy, eighty percent of the of the mm-hmm. of our of our economy. The United States will be over a hundred percent. Japan's like 150%. Italy's way over 100% of their of their economy. So those so as a country, we actually have the fiscal capacity. Um, it's not I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying it's not as a percentage we've been here before uh, after World War II, uh, we 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 hit these numbers uh, and we we as a country we worked our way out of it. Um, so it's not unprecedented, but it hasn't happened since the end of World War II. Right. So uh, what needs to happen is is our economy needs to get back on track and, and, and rebuild, which we will. Um, but um, there will be probably higher taxes and a little more austerity. But as long as the economy can get back on track, um, we'll, we'll, we should be able to grow out of this. And yeah. the other thing is if we do have inflation... Yeah, I was gonna say, are we just gonna wait for inflation to minimize the debt? Yes, that that's what that's what I think everybody's hoping for. I haven't seen it, and we haven't been seen inflation about, for. We've been talking about inflation since 08. 10, 10, 10, 20 years. Yeah. I haven't seen it, 
but we definitely need it. Um, and uh, not not in like what our parents saw in the no, 80s no, no, there, no. but even if it's 2 3 4%, um, that will eventually infl- deflate the debt relatively. Um, the worst, what's worse is deflation. Yes. Deflation is Makes so def- it harder to pay back. Deflation it is the, more expensive. Yeah. So you're seeing back. it in Europe and Japan and you're seeing deflation where are you really? Yeah. So the problem is, is that, um, deflation, what happens is people don't buy anything cause they think it's going to get cheaper next year. Oh boy. And that, and that, that perpetuates a, 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 a very big, serious issue. So, so we want to try to avoid deflation at all, at all costs. Uh, and if we have some modest inflation, um, uh, I think we'll, we'll grow ourselves out of this. But it's going to be tough for um, – uh, it's going to depend. Like, like uh, we had uh, high debt. Our debt was, was high in early 90s, and uh, we got out of it, but it was high taxes. And high uh, interest rates, high too. In- higher interest rates. Um, but um, – it's going to be a little bit tougher, I think, uh, but uh, I, uh, I, I, we, we'll get out of this. Yeah. 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 So do you think uh, we're, um, like, handling it properly, like, as far as, yeah. the, like, the CERB and... I think the CERB... Um, I think it could have been administered a little bit better. I yeah, wish I think they I, had some sort of a, a stepping off program, like where you yeah. could get back to work and still collect some CERB so you didn't feel like you were getting ripped off or whatever, but it encouraged you more to go back to work. Yeah, so I think I think you're, I think the CERB, I think, and I agree with, I don't know if it's Trudeau or the Liberals or whatever. It, 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 this was a, this was a tri, tri-party. All three parties were... On board. Uh, on board with this, but I think I think they just had to get the money out as fast as possible, uh, which mm. was important. And so th- they made mistakes, but um, I think they had they tried. Th- their goal was to get the money out as fast as possible. I think they, they sure. did a pretty good job. And the same with the states. I think it's a similar situation. Did the states actually get some money out? Yeah, they got so, something similar to what we have. Oh, people yeah. were saying they got like one payment of a thousand. I'm hearing. No, no, they got the they got the unemployment insurance was like six hundred bucks every week, um, but they something similar something similar to the serb uh, yeah. they're 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 concer- the same they're having the same issues they're the republicans are trying to make it 200 bucks a week and the democrats want to continue the 600 so they're having this debate and and it's the same and it's the the question is you know you don't want to disincentivize people to go to work that's yeah. and that's the same thing same we, we have to keep, Canada, yeah, yeah, yeah. same issues we have i think the good i think they're going to wind down this they are going to wind down the serb and i think the wage subsidy has been a godsend i'm sure for your business hopefully for your business you didn't drop down didn't enough. Drop enough yeah. But I think, thank I think, goodness. Yes. You know what? Same. I'm a lucky one. Yes. We didn't drop down enough. Yes. <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, we were actually um, um, up. Yeah. Let's so, just go. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm even and I'm a little bit down, but it's, it's nothing, but nothing critical. Ca- yeah. Nothing n- critical. Yeah, perfect. So, but I think overall that that program, I think, is going to have to carry on uh, in some capacity uh, for a while um, because you do need people to be working um the wage subsidy is for what months in canada can, can you still say you're down in july or august no? yeah so there because actually it, july and august have been incredibly soft obviously at our right. downtown incredibly soft right um, so i think what they're what they're uh contemplating is um adjusting it so you had to be down 30 percent to get the wage subsidy which was 75 percent of your wages right but uh, i think they're contempt they're they're adjusting it they're trying to get through parliament here but this whole 
scandal kind of sideline oh, things. Yeah. But they um, love the scandals. Yes, <laughs> keeps so, things exciting. So they're trying to per- do it at a percentage. So if you're down twenty percent, you get twenty percent. Oh, okay. If you're down fifty percent, right, right. you don't get fifty percent. So yeah. they're kind of doing more of a percentage of revenue. Um, and so, uh, and I think some version of that, uh, I think, will be helpful. Um, but um, nothing's going to get back to normal without a vaccine. So. Yeah, I guess not, right? We yeah. need a vaccine. Yeah, we need we need a vaccine. And there's the WHO came out today uh, saying that there might not be a, a perfect vaccine either. So there might be something like the flu shot. where you Yeah, where it. it's kind of okay, but not really 100%. <laughs> yeah. and so it's like, so at the end of the day, I think it's, uh, but there'll be something. And I think uh, we'll, we're, we'll adjust. But until that happens, I, I, I don't see, I think the, the federal government in particular will have to uh, step up. Yeah. continue to step up which uh, we have the capacity to um unlike maybe in italy or uh um um the, the developing countries uh, yeah. so we're, we are lucky in that way um but um we'll get through it yeah yeah i have no doubt that we'll get through it um people still you know still seem to be spending money um hopefully money that they have you know yeah well they uh, say savings rates have gone up saving rates have gone up way up like 25 percent like, oh, like, okay. like from two to 25 percent what's that from well just, are people just spending less spending less yeah like i mean we there's nothing to spend it's hard to spend money i'm right finding now. hard to spend money if i i um i go for dinner here and there but uh, I, went, I mean i've been out for dinner once since like christmas time yeah, I, I guess it's hard to it's hard to spend money. I find because you're not going anywhere, um, you're not. We're not you're, traveling. You're not traveling. Yeah. You're not. You, you might not need a new car because you're not driving. You're. Uh, I went to Outlooks. I love the. I love. I love Outlooks. I've yeah. I've shopped them when I. But I went in there. I'm like, I haven't worn a suit in four months. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. You don't need I'm a new like, suit. I don't need a new suit. <laughs> And so I just like so it's hard like I'm trying to buy a pair of socks or something for I know but I'm like but that's I think people realize that I don't need as much stuff and so the saving rates has gone up so it 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 can backfire but uh, and people realize you know I I need to build up my reserves uh, just in case there's a second wave and so Mm -hmm. I I think it's it's gonna be um, we'll see yeah we'll see how it goes but I heard I heard housing's gone through the roof so it's just. uh, Housing is going up. I was talking to my uh, my realtor brother, realtor, and uh, he's actually shocked. Yeah. Uh, maybe because there's like I don't know what the numbers are right now, but there was a, there was like very little product on the market during the COVID for about two to three months. Right. There was a, like no product. Right. And um, maybe that built up some, some like pent up energy in right. the market right and then all of a sudden when things started to open up again people were like okay we're ready and now there's too many people right trying to buy the limited quantity of, of yeah. properties you yeah. know and right now like i mean who wants to move right now yeah. it's not it's it's di- moving is difficult at the best of times let alone during covid yeah. i mean you know I can't explain. I, I I can't explain the stock market. It's the same thing. It's pretty much back up to where it was. I can't explain. It's like Sam was talking to some realtor friends of mine. I'm like, they can't explain it either. So yeah. I don't understand. Um, I know you know interest rates are low, and uh, I think low inventory as well. Well, the interest rates are incredibly low right yeah. now. Like Super a five year, like a five year insured mortgage. Um, they're talking like two percent. Yeah, for five years. Yeah. Um, so, 
So but that's insured, not on yeah. a re- like that's an insured mortgage. You can get one for two and a quarter now. Or something yeah, like I think yeah. I was just offered the two point one nine. Yeah. So at the end of the day, that's uh, those are all emergency rate stuff. But uh, so that's might probably push the market up a bit. But I yeah. think at the end of the day, it's uh, I think it's also the same with it's economics. It's it's low supply, higher demand. What are yeah. you going to do, right? So I think if people aren't it's just the inventory is really low. Um, I remember when we bought our house in 2000, there was over, I think it was 5,000, 5,500 listings. And now there's, there's always been like, there's like 2,000, like three, two to three, right? Yeah. So not lately, but there used to be like 5,000 listings. Yo, so, yeah. so we, I don't know if we're ever going to get back to that kind of. Yeah. I don't know why we're not, but the way, uh, my realtor was saying is, um, if you look at the price of the house, it's prohibitive, right? Yeah. But if you look at the cost of the payment, right. Um, prices have actually gone down right because the interest rate is so the price of houses has gone down yes because the payments have literally gone down so it depends on your perspective i suppose the price of houses yes the price has gone up yes but your amortization and your payment hasn't yes so i think what i kind of so i don't know if that's a that's like um like a dangerous thing because the interest rates might not be this low forever we don't know yeah, I don't you know. know. So well, the thing is, that I've um, if you I do the move that. Back. Oh, sorry. If you move, if you do the um, math on the uh, on the interest rates, you you at a two percent interest rate. I don't know if I, I just was. You can do it after this, but at a two percent interest rate, you're probably your principal payment is probably like fifty five to sixty percent of the payment. Yes, it's, it used to be like eighty percent of it was interest. Yes, and now it's like. 40 to 50 percent of his interest so it's actually yeah. I'm, i was actually i was surprised i i didn't even i i did this i just this guy a couple weeks ago i was like wait a sec like so as interest rates go down the actual amount of interest you're paying is goes quite down. goes down quite like quite a bit yeah yeah so i was and i've been doing and this that's long a good time. thing yes I, I was i was surprised i was like so you're mostly paying back principal and yes. it's actually and it's going to be mostly principal for the throughout the life of the mortgage yes right so well, we, when we started, it was like oh, 75, I, oh 80% interest. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it was just like, so we thought we never paid off. Yeah. So, so oh, yeah, you see your statement, you're paying, I don't know what the numbers were, but it'd be like yeah. $849 in interest and $212. Yeah. No, it's like the other way around. <laughs> so I, I was like, well, that's not, that's not a bad thing. And so then, and then you, and then you, so I was kind of doing the math. I think, I think what my understanding is, and David can correct me. Of course, but uh, the uh, fact checked us. I'm but sure. But I think a million. If you buy a million dollar house, you 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 need a suite. You need basically need a suite, to, yeah. yeah, or a million in that range. So, which is basically this, Everything which is an old now, yeah. old around here, right? So you have a choice between buying a million dollar house with a suite if you can find it, or like a five fifty to six hundred thousand dollar townhouse or condo mm-hmm. without a suite. So that's sure. kind of like I think that's what. At, in Langford, so often, oftentimes. So, at, at, so that's kind of what the decisions are for first-time home buyers, in particular. Yeah. But I think it's still tough to sell a two, three million, like something higher than one yes. and a half million. Like, yes, so it's it just, is. So it, it's just. Uh, but I forget what he was telling me uh, last month. Was it last month? <clears throat> there was a high, high percentage of houses that sold that were over two million. So there is movement in the high end of the market, also. I mean, it'll be a different buyer, obviously. Well, I think if you can sell a house... He has no idea who the heck's buying these houses because all the Asian money's dried up. Right. So it's not coming in um, 
to the to the city. So he's not sure where the heck the. the well, I think if you can out. get a if you if you have a a ship box cornhead special for a million one point two million, then then you might have the equity to get in. Again, you can sell it for a premium because you can then you can get into that higher market. So I think it's people moving, upgrading possibly moving up. Yeah. Right. So. Not that I would I would sell or move, but at the end of the day, that's no Gordon Head's great. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. not really in Gordon Head here, but it's kind of Gordon Head. Close in the <laughs> You're close to mom. I say it's Gordon Head, and people correct me all the yeah, time. It's, it's not I don't really even know what it, what is it? this is. I don't know Maplewood. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what the hell it is. Yeah, I don't want so, people coming to my house. Don't tell them my address. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. So I think that the the one caveat to that whole thing would be that um, your down payment. Is higher is higher yes so it's getting harder to get in yes but once you're in yeah your monthlies aren't that bad yeah so that's kind yeah. of the uh that's kind of where i would uh would be um yeah i do the math i haven't been in the home home buying market for 20 yeah. years mind yeah, you but either. uh but the uh um but I think it's the other thing is as well the millennials um which is a bigger generation than the baby boomers so is it they, yeah Oh, I didn't know that. It's quite a bit. It's quite a bit bigger than the baby boomers. Really? So, so there's like another blip in the demographics. We're going to see yeah. a huge movement through. Well, they're 25 to 40, 35, 25 to 40 year olds. Okay. So oh, up to, all the way up to four. Yeah, to I guess. 38 maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. So, so they're right in that buy a house stage, and so you. But got they're a huge... not as important. It's not as important to them, is it? Home ownership, or is it? Is it coming, like, for them? I think it's coming. I think they're getting married. They're starting to have kids. They need more space. They need a right. blah, blah, blah. So, so I think they, they want to own a home? I would say home ownership would be yeah, uh, a priority I think, for, uh, for I think I think that hasn't changed. I think I, I don't I, I don't I believe homeownership has gone up over over the years. Sure. So so okay. I think I think I think I think but as more I think renting will be more normal. But I think at the end of the day, um, there's still a lot of encouragement to try to own your own home. I think it's yeah. an important asset class to own. Sure. Sure. I mean, I would recommend most people to own their own home. You would recommend most people don't? Yeah. I, do. I would, I, I, would, I, I, would, I, would well. I would recommend people own, own their own home. You would? Yes. Okay. Because your biggest expense in retirement will be rent. <clears throat> oh, I see. If you don't far, have a home to retire into, your cost of living will be, uh, sorry, the, your, your cost of living somewhere will eat up most of your retirement income. So right. it, it will be cheaper for you over the long term to own your place, what, whatever it is. It could be a right. condo, condo, townhouse, or townhouse, house. Townhouse, yeah, whatever. So I think owning your own home um, is I a really critical component. I really believe people need to buy and own a home that's below their means, like if possible. Mm -hmm. I know that's very difficult in our marketplace here, but trying to get into a home that is just less expensive and putting yes. less money in there yes. would be better. Yes, yeah, so I... I um, I think there's a tendency to try to buy new all the time. And yeah. I think uh, bigger, better, bigger, faster, yeah. better. But I think at the end of the day, it's uh, I think the, the key. And I think the way we grew up, delayed gratification was just your par our parents are still kind of delayed they gratification. <laughs> gratification. So I know. So, so I, I think I think uh, my mom to, to try to live a bit, live right? a bit. Yeah. yeah. You know. I don't know if it's an immigrant mentality, if it's a post-war mentality, but there, my mother and father worry about when they pass that they want to make sure the kids get something. Yeah, and I'm telling them like, yeah, don't, don't worry, don't about worry it. about us. Yeah, we're no. we're fine. Yeah, same with my. Yeah, they're still gonna have a house that yeah. they'll will sell and 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 yeah. and share in that. 
yeah. in that bounty. You know, yeah. why do you, we don't just, just you, you know don't just blow the cash. Yeah, use it wisely, but yeah. use it. Yeah, you know. Well, use my, it. my my Enjoy parents it. my parents do travel a lot. Uh, they have lived a bit, but at the end of the day, if they ever watch this, I think they they they, they I think for the most part they they've tried to. Spend, save. Sp- save, and 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 they're enjoying it a little bit now, um, but now with COVID, it's going to be harder to. It's going to be harder to to, to, to enjoy things. Yeah. So I think, it, and at the end of the day, um, depending what era our parents were born in, I think coming out of the war in Italy it was brutal. Yeah, I it was think, brutal I think, for my dad. No, excuse me, for my mom's side. My dad's wasn't so bad. Right. My mom's side was. Uh, yeah, was I think rough. it was tough on my dad's side. I think because well, your dad's think, your dad was from Cosenza, right? Yeah. They weren't farmers. Was your was your dad a farmer? Yeah, they had a twenty five acre. Uh, oh, okay. Olive. So they might not have been so bad off because my dad had they had land. They weren't so bad off, but my mom's side they didn't have land. They just had like a, 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 you know, it's like, for lack of a better word, row house. Yeah. You know those old brick, yeah. attached homes, and um, and they were carpenters. Yeah. On my mom's side, and and who the hell's gonna buy your furniture? Yeah. When they can't afford to feed the family, so yeah. they were like starving. Well, I know my in-laws, they grew up in the Azores there, and it was uh, my mother-in-law in particular. Her father died, at, I think she was 10, and her, so they had eight kids. Mom, Her mom took care of all of them, and oh, it was yeah. just a tough, tough, <laughs> tough life. And so I, I don't think you, and then my, out of the war in Italy, which was decimated, obviously, uh, it was tough. Uh, eventually, Italy got their shit together, but but at the time when our, all those Italians immigrated out of, the, out of yeah. Italy, right, all over the world, but they... Um, I don't think you get that. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they forget that. And I don't yeah. think they, uh, that's just who they are. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it, and that, probably go, that goes for the Germans that emigrated yeah. out of Germany yeah. and probably the French too. And, you know, any country that was really ravaged by the war, those people left. They had, they didn't leave because they wanted to leave. They left right. because they wanted to feed their families. Yeah. Like, and, they, and they wanted a better life. And, yeah. you know, and, and, those all those countries now, if you go back, they've kind of moved on and they've, they've reestablished their economies and and it's a different place. Yes, um, I'm still glad I'm here, but uh, but the way they were raised, I think um, they didn't have much, and I think that they came to Canada with that and they just to make sure you don't waste anything and you just work hard and, uh, and plant your garden and make sure you always have food security and. So the, the, the immigrants, it, 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 all the immigrant well, families work, are, are, are like I model citizens when it comes to food security, yes, right? Yes. Pantries full. And I'm not just talking about Italians, like any immigrant. Yes. Pantries full of preserves, tomato yes. sauce, gardens fully yes. growing. Like I, I swear that my parents could feed themselves for three months. Yeah. You know, if yeah. there was ever an issue with food shortages, yes. they've got it set up, right? Yeah. No. Same, you know, same with same my with parents. Your, yeah. yeah, and so at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's, um, um, no, and and I don't know. We see interesting to see with our kids what they're going to be like because uh, they, like, we grew up probably same with you, like, pretty. I don't know if middle class, lower middle class, but we weren't poor in any sense. Sense, but no, but I now, never, but I never felt poor. Yeah, but I think definitely middle class. But our kids, uh, definitely upper middle class. Yeah. Uh, I worry about that a little bit. It's a bit, little the bit entitlement. Diff- yep. Because uh, so I'm trying a new thing with my oldest daughter. She's like, Dad, um, she has her po- own podcast too, right? Because she's using my equipment. Um, and she's like, Dad, I want to do some vlogging. I'm like, Okay. She goes, I need you to buy me a vlogging camera. And I'm like, 
well, I'm not going to buy you a vlogging yeah. camera, but I'll make you a deal. Right. I'll support you in earning the money to get your vlogging camera. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I could go out and buy it for her, of course. Right. And I want to. I right. want deep, deep, like inside, I yeah. just want to go and do it for her because right. I know it's something she's passionate about. And it's great. Keeps her out of trouble, keeps her busy, keeps right. her at home. She's working hard. She's doing her thing. Right. And, I, and I love it. It could, who knows, maybe right. become part of her career path right. later on. Right. But I, I'm like, but you don't have a job. I mean, right. you're, you're you're almost 16 now. Yeah. By the time I was your age, I was already working, you know? Yeah. Uh, not that I needed to, really. Right. But, you know, I wanted my own cash. So yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to negotiate with her now. Yeah. She wants a new phone. I'm like, I'll help you earn the money to get that phone. Right. I'll help you earn the money to get it. I'm right. not going to just give it to you as a handout. That's the right way to do it. I think that's, I'm hoping that's the right way to do it, yeah. you know? Like, you want to do a little work for me? You can come to the store. You can do a little cleanup. You can do a little whatever. You can right. do this. You can do that. Some drawers around something. We'll set it up. We'll negotiate. Yeah. You'll earn the money, and you're going to buy your own phone or your own camera or whatever it is. Right. Rather than just constantly giving them the yeah. cash, you know? Yeah. At the same time, I don't want them to have this feeling that money is this elusive, difficult thing to earn. Right. Because that's, I think, wrong also. Right. You know, yeah. uh, if you feel that way, if you think that way, you, you're you're always going to be struggling to earn it. Right. Um, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just, well, you gonna, know, like I'm just trying my best. We're going to figure yeah. this out as uh, as time goes on. And uh, I, uh, my son, he's uh, 19, so he's doing uh, student painters all summer. He's been making no, good killer. money. Yeah, and uh, still living rent free. But he he's at school, so we're, that's we're, okay. You know yeah. what? I don't mind them re living rent free. I don't yeah. have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, if you're in a different financial situation and your and your parents don't have a lot of ca you know cash flow or the ability, and you need to pay some rent, I totally get it. I right. understand. Right. But if you are if you don't if you're not struggling for the cash, um, and your kid is doing good things right living rent free i have zero issue with yeah. that zero issue um if they're just you know slacking off or you know goofing off and then i think you should start to implement something so that they start to buckle down a bit but like if my if my kids are you know going to school or working and earning money and saving saving up for something or doing something and you know want to yeah. travel i'm, I'm i want to support them in that right uh, but at the same time, I don't want to just keep like shelling out cash for nothing, you know. Like it's one of the balance. one of the lessons I learned just as a financial, just seeing a lot of clients and their kids, and I remember when I learned this, but I, I just realized. So you have a kid that's making whatever two thousand bucks a month, not paying rent. They gotta start saving. Well, yeah, they're <laughs> they saving. Start they start saving, but they they don't they don't have, they're not saving. They're spending that two thousand dollars a month. Mm. What are you teaching? Like even if you're not if you're not charging them like say they're not they're not in school and they're just making they're whatever, just two, three, they're just working they're making 3, a couple grand a few grand a year and then but they're not paying any all, they're they're spending all of their income right you're you're setting them up for failure because that's not the real world right so so charging them a little bit of rent even if you give it back to them later yes they 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 learn that okay I don't I can't just spend everything everything yeah because. Because when they get out and on their own, they realize, oh my god, yeah, rent and hydro rent and, food. and so they, they're 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 accustomed to spending everything, and so it, it it's hard to reverse reverse that um, that habit. It can be hard to reverse that habit because you've set them up in a way that they could spend everything. What they need is 
Right. If anyone's watching, so what they need is a financial planner, and they set up a deal with their kid. Yeah. Okay, you're making two grand a month. In right. the real world, you would be paying five, six hundred bucks a month if you were rooming, having a right. room somewhere, right. and another couple hundred bucks a month on food. Okay, so let's just say arbitrarily that's seven hundred bucks a month. Right. You still get to earn the two thousand. You're going to take the seven hundred. You're going to invest that money into right. your mutual funds, TFSA, whatever. Right. Education, say whatever they decide. Yes. You take that money. You put it away. So as right. if they're paying. Right. real expenses right but it's still their money yeah and that money's going to sit there and continue to grow right and do great things so right. that when they decide to go out on their own they're going to have this huge nest day yes and they're going to be just literally set not completely for life but pretty damn good head start yeah. getting a good good start and good so, start and the other thing they forget about as well is like this uh uncle well, call uncle sam but uh, cra right because they, yeah. they don't realize you what do you mean what do you mean i got to Pay, pay taxes. taxes. Yeah. This, this is what we're talking about. So, it's, uh, so, so I got to give what? And so, the, so they get, they don't get, they get used to spending it all, but they don't realize they they won't. When they get on their own, they won't. That's not realistic because yeah. they're, they're yeah they make three four thousand, but they're actually making whatever twenty five hundred net, and then they're not paying it. So, it, so I think as as parents, if you can try to, you know, charge them something. Um, Whatever you want it, want it to be, or and or get them to save something. But at the end of the day, it's it's it's. Um, if you don't, then you're asking for a bit of a trouble down the road. Yeah. Uh, because they're 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 used to a certain habit of not worrying about that stuff, yeah. and they should be. Because yeah. nobody told them. Yeah, because if you're earning two thousand bucks a month and you're paying five to set, like say seven hundred bucks between food and, and yeah. rent, which is a low number. Right. Um, and then another three or four hundred in taxes, EICPP, yeah. blah blah blah. You're left with like eight or nine hundred bucks. Right. You got a cell phone. And if you have a car, yeah, so that's a more realistic number. That yeah. eight or nine hundred. Yes. And then out of that, yeah, you're gonna pay for your car, your car insurance, your fuel, your cell, cell phone, phone, your clothing. That's okay. I get because you know we all yeah. have certain amount of yeah. fixed expenses. We all have to spend yeah. some money. Right. Um, that would be a much more realistic approach. An outlook for that for right. them, right? Yeah. So that, that that's if you, if you get them at least thinking about it early and and getting them, but if if they're just completely blowing their whole paycheck, um, because and you let them do it for a year, two, three years, four years, because kids aren't moving out these days. When the time comes for them to move out, it's going to be harder for them to yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. So it's important that you. And, and and the other thing is trying to try to ensure that they have the skills to try to make at least earn a little bit more than a few thousand the minimum wage, right? Well yeah, so, sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Those are the, I mean the early years are the years where they can go out and get a job. Yeah. Make a couple thousand bucks a month, explore their options, learn right. about what they wanna do. Right. Um, go to school. Right. You know. Um Yeah. I mean we're blessed because we have the the, yeah. the ability to, to, to do that right. for our kids. You want right. a little more? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me. <pour laughs> <it more. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like we're we're in a very lucky. Uh, you know, you and I are both in in a a very good position where we could do that for our kids. It right. would be a shame to waste the opportunity. Right. And that's where I see a lot of parents. Uh, I've seen a lot of parents enable their kids a bit more, and then they're they're at. You know, the kids are 26, 27, 28. 
trying mm. to 30 trying to like make it on their own and they're they're so used to uh, spending all their spending it that they, it, it, you know they get a car they lease they, they live a little lifestyle they travel they're doing all the things that they 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 think they can afford but the reality is uh that's not uh, when the world when the real world comes it's mm-hmm. it's not you haven't helped them yeah right so yeah so anyway that's just just experience but uh, i i don't know if i'm going to get it right either so yeah i mean I, I, we're, just, we're, we're just, <laughs> just we're just talking I don't know if we get it right. it's I, like yeah i mean I, we, we, we do, we're doing our best right yeah, we're, we, we're definitely not um yeah so i i try to i try to uh We'll see. I might be eating we'll, we'll crow a, in a little we'll, bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll podcast so. again in five years and see how it went, right? But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, who the hell knows? But yeah. I think I think that the, at least the thing is, is you got to try and plan something out. You got to at least think about it. Yes. It doesn't mean you're going to get it right. Right. It doesn't mean you're going to do a good job. It doesn't mean right. anything's going to work out. Right. Could, everything can go to hell. Yeah. But at least you're planning. Yes. You know, no plan at all. Yeah. You're definitely going to fail, right? Yeah. And what's that saying? You know, uh, people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. Correct. Yeah. So you got to at least have some sort of a plan. In and and, it, and it's and it's okay to, because our parents didn't give a shit, but uh, uh, to let your kids suffer a bit. Yeah, right. Yeah. My, yeah. Parent, my parents are like, oh, whatever, figure it out. So it's just, I'm sure your parents are the same. So at the end of the day, it's like. No, my parents didn't let me suffer. They let you suffer? No. Come on. No. A little bit? Ah. <laughs> well, you were know. such a good kid. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, I didn't cause them too much trouble. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't me, think. Me neither. But, but uh, I think but, a lot like, of- They always helped us too much. Yeah, and I think- uh, Like uh, I feel. And I, there's a lot of times where they're still trying to help us. I'm like, mom, stop. Yeah. Like, I don't need your help anymore. Like, stop. Well, there was a- There's a- There's a- um, I remember my son, he- uh, He- uh, so he's 10, 11 years old, rep hockey. No, hockey. That wasn't rep hockey. It was house hockey at the time. Yeah. And he got cut from the, the rep tryouts because he wasn't. Ouch. just wasn't, you yeah. know, and he, yeah, was, he had his heart set, yeah, heart set at it. Yeah. And he was like, and he's like, oh, he was upset. He was crying. He was upset. He's, and and I can't believe it, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, son, reality is you're not a very good skater. You're just not good enough. Yeah. Just, just, you're not good enough. And, uh, and he, did he get pissed? He got pissed off at me. And I'm like, <laughs> and I said, but I will pay for skating lessons. We can do power. Sk- oh, I don't want to do power skating. It's too much work. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, awesome. I'm just like, but I, if you wanted to the extra one or two skating lessons a week, I think we could try again next year, but you got to get your skating up to speed. And so at first month or so, I was, it just didn't, but eventually about a month or two later, I said, dad, Maybe I should go in this power skating lesson. I said, oh, nice. I'll put you in those power skating lessons, and they're just brutal. But th- but yeah, the so end of the day, Kobe, a lot of people might not know what power skating is. Not speed skating. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's basically a course. Yes, to it's teach a, you how to put power into your stride to yes. become a better, faster yes. skater. Yes. And yes. He, so he didn't. He he needed to do that. Yeah, and, and good he, for good. And he did, and he worked at it, and he worked at it, and then. Uh, then he was 13 he made the b team which is a b house b rep team okay and then eventually he made the a team nice and then he, in his final year he was the captain of the a team holy crap yeah went to provincials twice and he was uh but it he was one put of in the work he had to put in the work yeah you got to put in the work and so so uh, that was a big lesson on on um it, it, but it was hard to watch him get cut 
suffer yeah. out there and just yeah. just know that I just knew that you just weren't good. It just, but I, a lot of parents are just want to make it easier for them. But I'm just like, no, it's just I just told them you're, you're just you're not you don't just have the skill. Yeah. yeah. And same thing now, like you know, Dad, I, I only making sixteen bucks an hour. I said, the reality is. You that's, have no skill. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's minimum. Very, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, so I want to. I, I, I think I deserve more than sixteen bucks an hour, fifteen bucks an hour. I said, but Why? the reality is, yeah, you have no skill. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's a mean thing to say, Dad. I said, reality, you, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have no skill to command twenty, twenty-five, thirty, forty, develop, hundred bucks, two hundred bucks an hour, whatever you, you it is. Develop right? the skill. Yeah. So, 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 um. So I'm not afraid to skirt the. I'm not afraid to tell them the truth at yeah. times, but it, it can be blunt. But I think a lot of parents just think their kid walks on water, and I'm like, in terms of like whatever, and in general. But at the end of the day, most in terms of employment, in terms of you know getting a job and stuff, you they got to develop that skill. And if you want to get better, you got to work at it. And just so, um, and if you work at it, you, you there's no guarantee that you'll get the successes that you're looking for but you're giving yourself a better chance mm-hmm. of succeeding right mm-hmm. so that's the same in life that's the same in business that's the same yeah. in uh marriage so, yeah you know you gotta yeah. work at it yeah no a lot, i mean a lot of people don't realize when like like i was saying earlier the first 10 years of my business life yeah. that was my life mm-hmm. it was as if i was going to school and then some like yeah five six five days well what the hell am i talking about five days seven days a week seven days a week yeah. man evenings you know what in some ways like there was a long weekend right right i worked saturday yeah i worked five hours on sunday yeah i worked five hours on monday yeah and i went to work today yeah like that's just life yes right yeah and then the rest of the week i'm taking friday day off right but i'm working night right it's like and I, 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 I do not recommend that. Right. But sometimes it just is. Yes. And that's it. Right. Like the only other option would be for me to close one of my stores. Right. Well, that's not can't happen. No. Like it just can't happen. No. So, you know, I, I, sometimes I get choked when people say stuff like, uh, you know, people can't afford to live in this city or they can't afford housing or they can't afford this. And I get it. It is very, very expensive. But we can always work more. My dad always worked two jobs. Always, always, yeah. always. Uh, I would... Evenings and weekends. And I don't say that that's necessarily the best thing. Right. But it's it's an option. Woody, well, what, what, what's your what's your? I think on that? I think it's... Um, so I, I'm, a, I'm a... There's a couple books out You can there. totally disagree with me. No, I no, will I, not I, get offended. I absolutely agree with you. There's a, there's a thing called... There's a book called The Rational Optimist and uh, Factfulness. And the reality is, is we live in a society today, outside of COVID. Yeah, that is COVID. COVID's f- uh, That is probably... The kids born today are the luckiest kids that have ever been born in the In this country? In oh the my generation of the, of the world. Yes, yes. And... Um, and I don't subscribe that it's life is hard, um, because we are very lucky, very lucky, and there's so much opportunity for our kids today more than when we had back then. We, there's so much more advances. There's so much more tech. Like this, everything's opportunity, opportunity, technology, technology information. It's just it's just outstanding what the the world has gotten better over the last over history over the last 10, 20, 30 years has gotten better than it ever has been. Well, yeah. 
Uh, and we're, we're, we live we're, longer. We're living in a great country. We live and, longer. Crime rates have gone down. People yeah. are more wealthy than they've ever been. Uh, we live in a great Better country. To live in. Yes. So it, there's no, there's really no excuse. And I think what happens is that the the whatever it's the media that plays out to make that this is life's hard. But life, life, life. If you believe, if you um. It, it, if you if you believe life's hard, you're right. If you believe life's easy, you're right. Or, yeah, yeah. If life's so beautiful. You, you, right. you could you could be right. You're going to be right no matter what you believe in. So yeah. So I think I I don't subscribe that life. It, it yes, things are more expensive. If you want to talk about housing affordable, more expensive than they ever were. But also interest rates are way lower than they ever. So just like you were alluding before, but it also means that my, my for my kid. To get and I know this to get into the the housing market, uh, short of me giving him the money, if he just saves his money, invests it in the market, grows his money from a young age, he will have the down payment that he needs to get into the housing market, like any like like we did. Mm-hmm. So, one hundred percent agree with that. He's so nineteen years what, old, making sixteen bucks an I, hour. He I, should be saving right now. Yeah, and he is, and he Good. absolutely is. And so, I have no doubt. It might take him a little bit longer than I, than me, but there I have no doubt that if he continues to save more than he spends, he will be he'll get into uh, uh, he'll get into the housing market at a reason at, at, at an age similar to what we got into. Mm-hmm. So, but that that's delayed gratification. That's that's just all the same stuff we grew up with. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just it's, stuff, it's so yeah. the, at the end of the day, it's 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 not. Um, what 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 uh, what happens is that you wake up at. What can happen is you wake up at 25, 30, 35, you're like, I don't have a pot to piss in. How am I going to get in the housing market? I said, well, yeah, it's, it's harder. If you, but if you can start earlier and just get the right skill, the right mindset in place and have that goal, uh, there's, no, there's, no, there's no reason for you not to be able to succeed at that goal. There's no reason. Yeah. That, I don't think that. I don't yeah, and maybe you know, maybe owning a big house with a white picket yeah, fence. Maybe I, that's not a reality. No, but, but, but and, still and, having and redu- somewhere to call and re- home and reducing your expectations a bit. And you don't have to have my house or your house. You can just start small. And well, uh, I started small. My we, all, we all start small. So at yeah. the end of the day, the the opportunities I think nowadays they're they're there. Uh, they always have been. They've never. And it's the same. In this, the the same. I don't think. The economy today is any harder outside of COVID, which I think is a, an anomaly. But yes. in, in the early 90s, the economy was a shit. And so when 2008-9 happened, part of me was like, I've, I've, I've been through this before. This is, this, mm-hmm. this, is, this, is not, this is not something new, right? So, so I think you can subscribe to a doomsday mentality or you can subscribe to rolling up your sleeves, working that extra job, investing your money, spending less than you make, and you can if you have a goal you can set that goal and work towards that goal i there's no reason why you can't do that yeah. in this day and age absolutely yeah, no, no reason 100 absolutely you no know reason. until 10 years ago my car was worth two thousand dollars right yeah you so, know i didn't <laughs> yeah. i think i see guys that are like 19 years old driving cars that are more expensive than what i drive now i have a two thousand dollar car yeah until i was 30 Let's say 11 years ago, because right. I don't want to lie. Right. Until I was 37 years old, my car was worth two grand. I sold my MG right. that I drove. Every, right. I did deliveries in that car. Yeah. I moved product around in that car. Right. It was worth $2,100, I think, when I sold yeah. it. 
I uh, I could have bought a more expensive car. Yeah. But but I I I didn't really want to. Yeah. I kind of wanted to use my money for other things. Like, well, I drive a 2011 BMW X1. It's I guess 10 years old now. It's it's uh, out of all my. I'm gonna say my co my associates. I think I have the the cheapest. Oh yeah, I've the cheapest, driven cheapest, 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 cheapest car <laughs> cheapest out of anybody. And I and I get comments like, "Why are you driving that car?" I said, "It's a ten thousand dollar." It's like, I can't. I can afford a bigger car. Yeah. I just got. I just uh, my goal. My goal is not aligned with buying a fancy car. Not right now. No. No. And I might. I've never been a car guy, so some people like their nice cars. I've never been. I've never been attracted to putting that much money on the road. But um, at the end of the day, I might one day. But right now, even now, I'm like, no. Nah, my goal is to. Uh, now it's, it's is to be able to be financially independent. And so, if I buy a hundred thousand dollar car or eighty thousand dollar car, like, that's it's that's just not, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to. It's just my, the math doesn't work. So until I get to that point. And I, I'm not going to be comfortable spending that kind of money yeah. in a car. So I think that's. I don't but know you're going to get that Ferrari one day, right? No, I don't, I don't no? even know. If I'm gonna I don't, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to either. I have a. I might like a Porsche. I have a client that has a, as a, as a, as a Ferrari. Yeah. And he took me for a, a ride in it, and a new one is like, like brand new. Brand new. Yeah. Oh it's like god. a four hundred thousand dollar car. Oh my god! But it's got seven. Is it seven thousand RPM? Seven hundred horsepower. Are you serious? Yeah. Seven horsepower. And I was we were going down Beach Drive. And I was like, he was going so fast. I was just like <laughs> Slow down. I'm to... like, holy. I'm like and I'm like after a while I was like and then just like it totally turned me off. I was just like I couldn't I couldn't drive a car that fast. Not even a million years. I was like, it's a nice car to look at, but I'd be scared shitless to drive it. <laughs> And if you don't know how to drive the Ferrari, oh yeah, you'll wreck it. You'll wreck it because <laughs> yeah. it's real seven hundred horsepower to the rear to the rear wheels. Yes, there's no it's not all wheel drive, and so yes. if you don't know what you're doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're fucked. <laughs> and so he told me that I was like, I'm not buying this car. No fucking way. Yeah. Am I going to buy a car? If like I this? get a Ferrari, no fucking would, way. Which I would love. I would love a Ferrari. I would get an old one, like mm. an old classic. It's not about going fast for yeah. me. It's just something. It was just just something beautiful. Yeah. You know. Um, but I, I don't know if I, uh, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I'll do it. I could probably do it now, but like maybe not one of those old classics that are worth yeah, like a bunch, but, but I don't know if it's like really do I, I don't know. I, I don't. And the I, price I, of those cars, they've gotten ridiculous in the last 10 years anyway. There's just no, va- there's, just, I don't see the value anymore, but you know, and, and I'm not saying not to buy a car, not no, to I enjoy it and to enjoy it, but the part of me is, is, uh, is, um, I, I, I just, I got I got other goals that yeah. I want to achieve first, and um, getting my kids through school, yeah. uh, university yeah. is one of them. So I think, so that's you know stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's it's just, but I think um, I just see a lot of people just don't have that delayed gratification. That yeah. that's the key ingredient to yeah. building sick, uh, financials, like just to be, just in general in life to have just that delayed gratification. So you don't need everything now. Just yeah. build for it, yeah. and uh, and I, I think that you're going to build. Uh, it's going to be a real foundation of of success uh, if you don't if you do if you have yeah. that thinking. But you got to. But the same token, you got to enjoy life along the way. Yeah, like we go so, we go to this little island every year, and my daughter wants me to buy a cabin up there. Yeah, right. And and then in 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 my in my dream of dreams, that would be a wonderful 
uh, opportunity right. or lifestyle. Right. But at this point in my life, I don't want to invest in a non-cash flowing asset. Like if you know, like I'm like, there's there's some just not there yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm not there. There's some ex- inexpensive properties there, like no. not waterfront. Yeah, you know, you could probably pick them up for a hundred and a half or something right. like that, and I could and I could afford to pay that and everything. Right. But I think a hundred and a half, you know, properly invested, that's gonna that's gonna go a long way, right? And then if you want to get something on the ocean, it's like three to five hundred and yada yada yada. And I'm like, I and I and I'm I'm doing the math in my head and I'm looking. I'm like, okay, what can this what can the rev, what's the revenue potential of this if I wanted to purchase now and and possibly never like send me it doesn't yeah. work it, it just, never works it doesn't work there's no never you works. cannot cash flow it it never works and I'm like you're better just, you're better off buying a low fee index fund <laughs> well that right? but just if you or just renting it renting it for two weeks yeah for three thousand bucks I could I could take that hundred grand <laughs> yeah. invest it yeah. and use the interest from that money to rent it for two weeks a year yeah. and live. And then not have to cut the lawn or you fix got, the roof. Well, you have or, insurance, and you got to go yeah. to the same place every year. Then you can't insurance, rent insurance. The property taxes. The you can't rent it between basically October and April. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So you're like, so I'm I'm trying to run the numbers. So Phoenix, I've we've Phoenix to Hawaii no, no, to no. California to no. Salt Spring. To Hawaii might be the best because people will rent it there. More months Correct. of the year. Yes, I think, just oh, say, but even then, it's like it's astronomical. Too. But the, the prices are so. Yeah. So, yep. so I've never, you, unless you, now, we, me, and my wife have contemplated getting a place. We, we, we may one day for our grandkids. That's that, that's where our heads at. Right. But right now, it's just it just doesn't just yeah. it doesn't doesn't work. But at the end of the day, it it uh, it uh, just I I I. Even the Sean, I have friends that own places on Shawnigan. I'm just no, like, forget it. I'm just Shawnigan's like, out of reach now. It's I'm just like, like but even, 800 grand. But how many times are you going to use it? Well, that's the thing. Like, unless you move there and live there, then okay. Yeah, but how many times are you going to use it? You might, you might use it even if it's a month in the summer. I don't have that much time. No, that's like a boat. Yeah. My kids want me to buy a boat. No, there's another. This, I got a little 12 foot aluminum yeah. with a with yeah. a 10 horsepower motor on it. I never use it. Mm-hmm. Why would I use this, uh, an 18 footer with a 90 on it? When are we going to use it? Never going to use We're it. Never going to use it. It's going to sit in the driveway. I told my brother. I said, "You bu- buy a boat." Well, I told my wife because I don't. Like and I'll the o- rent it from you. I don't like the. O- I don't like the ocean at all. I oh. get seasick very easily. So I oh, said, okay. "Honey." You and my brother, you go buy a boat. I'm just, I'm out because I'm, I can't stand being on the. On the my brother wants a boat. I'm just like, you guys buy a boat. It's crazy. I, I can't we should a boat. own a boat. We should because uh, it's so beautiful, the ocean nah, here. And fuck. but it's yeah. like, I just, when am I going to use it? Like I, I, you know, whenever I want holidays and time to take time off, that's my busiest time of year. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. Is my busiest time of year when I can't leave. Yeah. And everyone else wants holidays then. Right. Um, so my best time of the year to leave is October, November. I'd way rather take the money I'm spending on a boat right. or a cabin and all that interest and all that debt. And we can go on a vacation in November for a month, yeah. you know, and we can go somewhere different, somewhere hot every year. Yeah. I get way more enjoyment out of that investment. But then you can change places. You can go. Yeah, and I can go, go to here. Phoenix one year. I can go to Hawaii. Yeah. I can go to Florida. I can do whatever, so. right? So at the end of the day, I mean, all the, those places you're are better in the off. U.S., which we're not going to. Well, you're better off. You're better off. <laughs> renting a, a place even if it's nicer just rent it and mm-hmm. I guess it, a friend of mine told me once uh, I'm not a big golfer but he says you know talking about joining Uplands or Victoria Golf Course and he's, I said, he said to me he said, said Dan take the $25,000 initiation fee yes stick it in a bank account yeah and I guarantee you you, you just take the golf fees which are 7500 bucks 
out of that bank account, you'll never use that twenty thousand dollars. Right. Like just pay your uh, just pay the green just fees. pay the green fees every time you're going you'll somewhere. Never you'll use never the 20, use you'll never that. use yeah. the twenty five thousand dollars like, ever like, <laughs> just, like, like at all because you also have to pay like what are four five hundred bucks a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just like you you <laughs> it's like unless you're golfing four times a week. Yeah. Which you and I can't do that. We've got I, kids. I would never be able to golf four times a week. No. Even even once, I might be able to get once a week. But even then, I don't even, know, I don't even know if I'd like it. Yeah, I don't think I could. Well, it's golf the same that. thing with green fees. Like owning, owning joining a, a big unless you real unless you love golf. There's no point joining these places. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same. I don't know, I'm just too practical. Yeah. Just too practical. I, so. I think I am too. Too I, practical. Yeah. So it's just uh, I don't it's know. It's like what, the same as owning a boat. Yeah. For the but, five times a year I'm going to use it, I could just go to a marina, rent a boat, and but my wife or and, and, and I have a fishing I, charter. Or, I have or to. I have to say that you know, it, it, like I, I want to. I've been told I don't have enough fun. I gotta have. I gotta learn to have fun. Yeah, I gotta learn me to have fun. too. And so we've we got to. My stop. wife forces me to do stuff. I hate it. Well, we I, gotta we gotta stop because it's <laughs> we got it. You'll get to a point if you're not there already that you know when's enough enough and you yeah. gotta start enjoying it because we're at a point we're at the latter half of our lives. We yeah. are. We're, we are. We, yeah, we've less, lived half. There's less, there's less life left than we lived. More than half. Yeah, we're more than halfway. Yeah. So well, we're almost it, 50. Yeah. So at so. the end of the day, it's, you, you know. 30 good years left. We've got to do something. If that, if nothing happens. If nothing uh, happens, yeah. Because I, I think I, most of my clients after the age of 70, if you live that long, they just, they just, they don't Slow. start doing stuff. Yeah. Stop doing stuff. So at the end of the day, they, when you get to the point you have enough is enough, you, you do enjoy it because a life you you it it, it, you, it could be gone. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, and you've worked all this your all your life for for what right? Yeah. For, so, it's a balance. You know, be responsible but enjoy life. And uh, I've had to learn that. Uh, you know, when you when you're in your when you're in the, you know, I would say first. You know, you're building a business and then, you know, takes 10 years of grinding and then maybe the next 10 years you're kind of like finally stabilized and then you get to a point after 20 years like, you know, I got, things are good now. Um, then, and then, and then do you take the, do you take the gas off the, 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 the foot off the gas? So I think you, I think you got, we all have to, like that, that's important. Yeah. You, do that. you can't, yeah, a little you can't just make, keep making more and more and more. It's, it gets to a point where it's uh it's one's enough enough and I, well, I think we're I think we're there I don't know if I'm there but you're, you're there <laughs> <laughs> listeners he's there so, <laughs> so you're there if your wife listens to this so <laughs> if my wife listens to this she'll be like yeah you tell him Dan he's there like I didn't wa- we went to Sydney Spit on uh, on Monday I didn't right. want to go I didn't want to go I was like oh, I'm so stressed out I should just go to work yeah I, I got so much to do so much to do right yeah, the reality is I still went to work. I just went in the evening. We, you know, I got home, went to work, seven, yeah. seven, six thirty, seven o'clock, worked till 10 or 11, yeah. whatever it was. And uh, I still got all the stuff done I needed to do, but at least yeah. I had a, a day at the beach. I smoked a cigar with my brother, hung out with my wife and kids. We went for a little walk, you know. That's at good. least it's something, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I saw Paul last two We had our, last week, we had our, my, my parents' 50th anniversary at his restaurant there, the Guidos. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool! I didn't we spent, know that. We spent the yeah, we spent the afternoon, the Saturday there. Well, uh, just uh, your wife and you and your See, my my family. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, sorry, my family, my brother, my parents. Oh, cool! Yeah. I, I'd never been to Guido's. Actually, was I was quite impressed. Yes, yeah, nice little spot. He did a good, 
Paul did a great job. I yeah. was, uh, yeah. I, it's not like I, I, I will go there more often. I just it's not it's not in, on it's, the way to anything. I for know, me. I yeah, know. So. It's, it's it's a place for the community that he's right. in, right? Yeah. It is kind of at the end of the roads, though, mm-hmm. where it is. It's like funny, right? Like. Uh, if you know Victoria, kind of like Esquimalt, is like that's like the end of the road. You're not going anywhere yeah. from there, right? Yeah. You got to go back the same way. Um, but ironically, yeah, that, nice that location was by Dad's. Um, so he, he he owned Esquimalt Welding. Yes, and the welding shop, the original welding shop, was on, in his parking lot. In on, his parking lot on that property. Like, what do you mean by in the parking lot? Like they, tore, like, they tore it down. Like, 1977. Oh, there was, like, a structure in the yes. parking lot? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. And so the, the, the shop that my dad, they eventually tore it down. But the, the original Did they tear it down and then build that, that yes. house thing yes. there? Yes, yes. And that's, that's the exact same spot, which is, it was a little that's bit. weird, yeah. It was a little weird. But it was, uh, <laughs> uh, and then he, my dad moved his business to our our. Um, our home in in Colwood at the time we had a shop in the back and so that's where he had his business but it was oh, just okay. it was just um, I didn't I, I knew it was there but I, I knew that location had that had that shop there one time but it was uh, it was it was my dad was talking about it at the to Paul at the at the time it that's was, hilarious it was just like that's weird just eh? like just weird yeah just weird just weird. that'd be cool if you had a couple old pictures or something I, I think yeah. there is somewhere there flown be, around right? flown around yeah so yeah. it's just. Um, but uh, Squamish Welding, that's where that's where it originated. That, that's right on Grenville. Right on that's right where right where right where, where Guido's uh, is. Yeah, oh, right. they, I think they built that in the must have built it in the seventies. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, no idea. Yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's weird. Cool. It's yeah, just a little tidbit. Yeah. So. All right, Dan Greco. Well, I think this has been a very good podcast. What the hell are you talking about? You're not a good talker. You're very interesting, knowledgeable. Thanks. Thoughtful guy. Thank you. I really for, highly enjoyed this. Uh, I, I enjoyed your perspective on things. Thank you for the I mean, opportunity. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I like having guests like you. I mean, I've only had a few guests on, but it gives me different perspective, right? Because I like to, I like to have a, be able to have a conversation with someone like you and and throw ideas back and forth so that yeah. I can learn. Yeah. You know, like when we're talking about homelessness, I don't know everything, and sometimes I've got like what I think I know, but it might right. not be right. Right. So it's a good, it's a good way. And I hope that the, the people that see this can take away knowledge. Right. 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 And, and like I said, I've, I've, um, it, it's, it's, it's kind of, you learn as you, as you do, uh, as you go along. And, uh, like I guess, and, um, I think I, I never stopped learning. You used to keep you always as you get older. You keep you keep learning, and it's experience, and it's just life's perspective. You just get older, and you just get maybe wiser, maybe along yeah, the way. Maybe so hopefully, I think when we were in our twenties, even thirties, we were just you know spitting you know fire and just just fire in our yeah, belly to piss keep vinegar. Pissing, just to get <laughs> just to get up and running right. But yeah. uh, I think um, you know the, the, you learn from your. Uh, from the from the struggles and from the from the if you have that perspective i think that you you learn more from from doing and from failing really than from from the successes because i think um that, that's how you learn and, and i think for me over the last especially the last 10 years it's been a bit um eye-opening in terms of that i don't i i it, life is fragile but at the same token we are the luckiest people uh where we're at in the world and where where our kids are and um yeah. where we live 
uh, we're, we're just very, very, very lucky and blessed. And uh, I, it's just a gratitude of, of that. But I, that's something I'm, that you, I think, you grow into over time. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Chicken wing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Okay, thanks, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, pleasure. All right. That's it. Hey, it's all good. Yeah. What do you think of that? That was good. Yeah, I was worried. I was like, I don't know.